Okay, everybody, this is the fandom freaking eccentric mega episode, whatever you want to freaking call it. It is going to mainly be fandom because holy shit, so much stuff came out from this damn weekend and uh, it was insane. Uh, but just to get it out of the way because it, it kind of sucks that fandom did happen and this is getting overshadowed, uh, but we're going to talk about Jeff Johns and Jason Fabic's three jokers to start off the podcast. And then we're going to go into all of the fandom news. Um, but before we jump into it, what's up, Clay? <laughs> what's up, man? Yeah, you know, I I was... Dude, we both we both sat in front of our computers for eight hours straight. Now, it's normal yeah. for you because you stream. Mm-hmm. But I literally sat here had, and, you know, thank God for my, uh, my, my two screens here. Because I had your stream on one and DC Fandom on another. And whenever I wanted to do my own reactions, I muted you, did my reaction. And, dude, there was a lot of great stuff that came out of Fando. Yeah, it was uh, it was insane. It was better than I thought it was going to be, is the thing I can say. Um, but we're, we're going to go in depth. We're going to talk about everything, because it seems like each panel had something we could talk about almost. But yeah. uh, let's just dive into Three Jokers. Let's get this out of the way for the people that have been waiting for this review of uh, from us. And uh, let's jump into that, and then we'll talk about all the other exciting stuff after that. So, um, yeah, first initial thoughts on Three Jokers before we dive into the review. My first, like, high-level thoughts. Um, I would have to say, I think our first theory, the theory that you said you were going to hate, mm-hmm. I think it's going to happen. That's what I think. Which is... Which the is, one you already told me? Yeah, and we'll we'll get into it once we start talking about the yeah. book. So that was my first high-level thought. And then my second was, shit, that was good. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I think the opening of this book was fantastic um, because there's no, there's not really any dialogue for the first, what? I mean, for the first, like, probably, like, nine, I mean... 12 13 14 panels or something like that it's all just visual yeah and then and then there's finally some conversations between alfred and batman and then there's more no dialogue and so like the first few pages there's very minimal dialogue it but makes it tells the, so much it, story it makes the book kind of just like get right onto it because yeah you know for some people you know i know a lot of people that will read a book really fast and then go mm-hmm. appreciate the art later on just to look at the pages here yeah. For people who do that, you can kind of just like glance over the art. Okay, this is happening. This is happening. This is happening. Okay, I'm, okay. Here's dialogue, and then you get into the story. But yeah. even the pages itself, you know, we are really big into Tom King's storytelling, which is very visual. He leans on the artist to say, "Hey, I'm telling you what to draw, but you're the director. You are yeah. you. The artist is basically the one that has to act out." everything in the book so fabric's art here is great i absolutely love it yeah no it's amazing so like um what we're seeing from the first few pages is batman's been in a fight with penguin it looks like and fabric and johns just kill it here because while alfred's like sewing up his wound he's like what is it this time and he's like an umbrella and we see him getting stabbed by the umbrella and then there's this amazing, crazy shot because I feel like a, not a lot of artists do this with Batman when he's shirtless. They don't have a bunch of scars. And you would think that his body would be full of scars, 
Granted, if you read New 52, he did fall into the Dynesium, mm-hmm. which apparently gave him his body back to being normal or whatever, blah, blah, blah. But um, even but- so, even if he did, you know, who's to say these aren't fresh-looking cuts, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, Like, within the sure. last two years. But the thing that we do see is that everything is... That what Johns does next is he references everything from the past. He references Batman's backbreaking. So you have this scar of him being like having surgery for his back surgery. Yep. You have this reference of the Riddler hitting him with like a very hot freaking uh, cane that has a Riddler symbol on it. You see the classic Selena Kyle swiping across the chest for Catwoman. Like he references all of these classic villains and all of these scars that they've left on Batman, which I thought was amazing because it's not something you see a lot except from somebody like tom king who did that in heroes in crisis and you know you know the one thing that i loved about this is you're right you see all these villains and then at one point you know you see joker shooting at him and you see the Mm -hmm. bullet hole and the next one is joker and the next one is joker and the next one is joker and you're like oh shit like that just comes to show like how much damage physically joker has already put on to bruce yeah so that was it was good there granted i'm surprised they didn't go with three panels to symbolize the three jokers they actually went with four panels showing joker doing a bunch of damage they all did look different though i will say that um but yeah then there's just like this just these six panels of bruce like just having this mean mug and some just hearing the haha around him which i thought was very interesting and then we get a flashback to what happened in the alley so like i would i really one day want to get the death counter on the waynes and just see how many times they've died in a book well you know the thing (laughs) is has i'm trying to think back i think jeff johns has only told the story of the waynes dying once yeah and that is in earth one Mm -hmm. so Earth One is already how long ago was Dark Knight Rises? Dark Knight Rises? Yeah, two thousand fourteen. Yeah, two thousand fourteen. Didn't we just have? Wasn't Dark Knight just twenty, like twenty year, not twenty years, like ten year, fifteen year anniversary or something like that? Yeah. So, so Dark Knight Rises, when that was out, mm-hmm. the preview for Batman Earth One was coming out. That's how I remember how old that book is. So that's how long it's been since Johns has told that story. So, of course, he has to tell it again for probably people who are newer to the character of Batman. Yeah. So, you know, this is this is his one free pass to tell that story again. Yeah. And visually, it works. I don't mind seeing it. It it really it really is good. Yeah. I mean, I have this big argument because I'm I guarantee we're going to see the Waynes in Matt Reeves's version of Batman as well. And everybody's like, how many times do we got to see this? But at the same time, from a creator aspect, I'm like, man, if I could visually show the Waynes dying, I would love to do that. Because Appar- it's so iconic. Apparently, that is the one thing that every comic book writer like dreams about doing. Yeah, which is weird. Um, but anyways, I mean, it's a nice way to tell the same story <laughs> over and over. What's your dream as a comic book writer? Kill the Waynes. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's going to beat how Robin did it in Teen Titans, so... I, that, that was the best one. Oh, uh, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. I, I, that gif is everywhere. Like, it's even amazing. if I haven't even seen... I did I did actually put that movie on my wish list because uh, I was on Movies Anywhere, whatever mm-hmm. the app is called. 
And I was just like, yeah, I'll put it on my wish list. It's actually on sale. I might actually buy yeah, it. Yeah, Teen Titans Go is amazing. I saw that in theaters by myself. It was really awkward because I felt so weird. Um, <laughs> being the only, there's all these kids. I'm like, fuck. Um, but anyways, uh, so we get some cool visuals. At the end of Bruce getting patched up, there's like a news article or a news report saying that somebody's been killed. And so Batman's like, I got to go check this out. Then we get to see Barbara, who is... You know, I I loved what Jeb Johns did here. She's working out in a gym, which it's crazy because you would think she would have her own gym, but it's nice that she's working out at another gym somewhere. And she's watching an infomercial about, like, leg soreness or something like that, like numbness in your legs. PTSD to the max. Yeah, and I thought that was very interesting. Now, the interesting thing here is another report interrupts this weird infomercial saying that, you know, tragic news that a comedian has been killed and his name was Fat Man. And it was just like he used to he got famous because of he used to wear a Batman costume on on stage. And so it, oh, this that's, is pissing. that's where I was like, did did Jeff yeah, Johns just just make a, a stab at kevin smith what is this no. about because <laughs> dude no. the fat man on batman like that is i know to- that that is totally like, a kevin smith reference that's gotta yeah, be yeah i don't know because i think fat man has always been a joke didn't like weird al make fun of fat man like uh, i'm pretty sure weird al has done something dude like i haven't listened to weird al in so years. like but like i feel like Batman, everybody rhymes fat man with Batman. You know what I mean? I think that's why Kevin Smith got it. I don't think the podcast has been along around around that long. It's been around for a while, but I don't think it's been around that long. Uh, but anyways, the cool thing here is that Barbara is getting pissed at finding out that this Joker has killed this person. And she apparently breaks this treadmill for going super fast on it because she's training so hard. And everybody's like, damn, she broke another one. And um, now this is... I got I got PTSD here watching this particular thing because there's some nice panels of Barbara taking a shower after her gym. Now, just like we did with Bruce, we got a flashback of Barbara getting shot by the killing joke joker. Now, this was interesting because on the internets, people bitched and moaned about showing Barbara's midriff when she got shot in Tom King's Heroes in Crisis. And yeah. people are like, oh my god, why do you have to show that? And blah, blah, blah. I bet you anything, nobody's saying anything. All I'm Fuck hearing no. all I'm hearing is that, you know, Three Jokers is a is a great book. I yeah. I, I haven't heard a single thing. Now I have heard people say, Oh, y'all are reading a Jeff Johns book, of course, mm-hmm. because of everything that's going on. Yeah. And but, you know, I was surprised that there were there weren't more complaints about mm-hmm. this in particular. Because yeah. Everybody likes to bring up the, like, oh, well, you're only bringing it up because you just like the abuse of women and blah, 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 and just, like, all this other crap, so. Yeah, and I've never agreed with that. It's a story that's iconic, and it's something that is traumatizing, and I know people that have lived through trauma, and they get triggered very quickly, so Barbara getting triggered by the Joker makes sense. And so I really love the way this panel was because it, it was like, you know, she's taking a shower and the water's like dripping through her wound and she's like touching it. And so like, you know, it's just this thing that she lives with. Mm-hmm. And so I thought that was really powerful. I had these crazy Joker, like him holding the drink and stuff, which was just iconic. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there, we go to Red Hood and Red Hood's beating the shit out of these Joker people. And he's just wants, he's like, where's the Joker at? Like he's trying to find it. Yeah. Um, one thing I thought was interesting here that you don't see happen a lot he gets tackled and his helmet flies off. Yeah. That's not something you really see a lot. 
no. happen with him. But the one thing that I always liked about Jason is he takes the extra precaution in wearing the domino mask. Yeah. Just in case yeah. the helmet does fly off. So I thought that was really cool. And then, of course, just like we got with Barbara and Bruce, he flashes back to the Joker beating him to death. So I think the imagery here was really well done. I love flashbacks to reference other things because if you are a new reader, you could be like, oh, what is this for? And it can you know, spark your curiosity yeah. to go read the source material. One thing that we forgot to mention is when Bruce was having his flashbacks at the very end of it all, uh, it says, one, the criminal. When Barbara is having her flashbacks and, sh- and her sequence is finished, it says, two, the comedian. And yeah. when Jason's is all done, it says, three, the clown. Yeah. So I've always had the theory that, uh, granted, we're going to talk about theories in a little bit, but that they all know the Joker from a certain aspect. Yes. And they all visualize him a certain way. Um, But anyways, so the interesting thing is, is after we get this, you know, the introduction of our three main characters, which are Bruce, Barbara, and Jason, um, we get the first crime scene. And it's somebody dressed up other uh, somebody else like... The Red Hood from Killing Joke. There's three victims. Yeah. And so it's really cool here because we have three different panels, but it's literally just pulling off the helmet of one of these guys, and you see they've been Jokerized. And uh, they say that he's fallen in the same way the Joker did, like the way he was created, mm-hmm. um, which is very interesting here, which I know this is going to be part of the theory you were talking about. Mm-hmm. We'll be talking about it later. Um, but they say like they died from those, those, uh, you know, the falling or whatever. And, uh, so we get some more just dialogue between GCPD, Batman, all that jazz. And, uh, Batman of course is doing his thing. GCPD thinks he, they're talking to Batman. Batman's actually talking to somebody else, which I believe it's Alfred or no, it's Barbara. That, it's Barbara. Cause she yeah. comes out of nowhere and she's like, Oh, he's talking to me. And then he, she yeah. jumps down and you know, they have this back and forth about, uh, you know, he's he you know this is the how many times within so long or whatever that he's uh attacked and then uh bullock makes a really big argument for oh you know i don't think it's the same person yeah killing all these people mm-hmm. and like he's wanting to make a bet out of it and all that yeah yeah, yeah. And so that was really interesting. That's hinting at, like, the three Joker aspect. Now, one of the guys actually comes back to life, and they're like, oh, shit, get this guy to the hospital. And so what happens here is Barbara has her own bike. Obviously, Bruce has the Batmobile, and they're like, we're going to follow this thing all the way to the hospital. And as they're doing that, they're talking to each other, and he's like, you know, he's asking Barbara. He's like, hey, you don't need to do this. I can do this. And she's like, are you fucking kidding me? And he's like, hey, I just had to ask because he knows what Joker's done to her. And what happens is some commotion starts happening in the ambulance, and it's Red Hood trying to get some answers from this Joker guy. And so, of course, this leads to Batman jumping in there, and he notices Red Hood. He's like, what the hell? There's this badass panel of him just kicking open the doors and being like, what the hell are you doing, Jason? And uh, so, you know, there's a little quick little fight between them, and uh, Barbara cuts out the wheels of the, the ambulance, and... That's where that stops because this is the first interesting thing that happens is the truck that was stolen, which we didn't mention that before, at Ace Chemicals, a truck was stolen. It's driving through a countryside. It's leaking a little bit of stuff. And we see that it's the Joker driving. 
and he drives it all the way into this woods into this cabin to meet another joker which is the killing joke joker Mm-hmm. And so this is where you're just like, okay. Granted, we've seen these panels in the past. These these were posted a while back. So yeah. that's very interesting. Then, of course, we get some conversations between Bruce, Barbara, and uh, Jason. They're like, what the hell are you doing? And they're talking about how we need to work together on this. Like, we need to work together on this because you are obviously ahead of something. Barbara's following something. I'm following something. If there's more than one person ha- here, we got to work together. So that's interesting because we know that Bruce and Jason don't really have the best of terms. And um, it's really interesting. Next, we get the third Joker appearance. So now we have three physical Jokers at the moment here. Mm -hmm. And we have dialogue coming through all of these. And they're like, all right, how are we going to... They're saying we're going to do things better. Like, we're going to yeah. do... We're going to outdo ourselves. And so they're kind of talking about, like, all right, who's who's the failed comedian? Who's going to do this? Who's going to do that? And I need you to go do this. They're, like, flipping a coin, which I thought was very interesting. I don't know if that has to do with anything, but, you know, it just reminded me very Two-Face. Yeah. Um, but uh, they're all joking. They're all kind of showing their personalities here, which is interesting. I know you told me you were like, I don't know how to read this in whose voice. Yeah, no, So so for me... You know, and for anybody who understands comics, there's this phrase of, oh, the writer doesn't understand the voice of this character. Mm -hmm. So in order to do that with a character, you're like, okay, this is who Batman should be. This is who Red Hood should be. I have three Jokers in front of me. Mm -hmm. Like, if, if if I am getting this voice, like, it just sounds like the Joker talking to himself, but that's not how it should be coming along. It should be mm-hmm. coming along as three different people talking to each other. So it was really fucking with my head for a little bit. And I had to reread some of these pages to really try yeah. to like understand what was going on. Yeah, they were all Mark Hamill to me. Um, so uh, anyway, so we have... Um, if I, don't, I forgot why they go to the aquarium. I think Batman has a reason for this. Um, I'm not too sure if it's where the guy was... That was one of the guys that worked there or something like that. Anyways, there's some amazing art of just Bruce, like, scowling at Jason, which I thought was really amazing. And he says, you're like, you're projecting. Like, I love that panel. It looks fantastic. Um, Batman shows us a new gadget, which uh, Jason automatically questions yeah. because he has, like, a light on he, his chest. This, I will, I will admit, this seemed, like, very, like, Batman and Robin or Batman Forever yeah and i was like i don't know how i like it because like when you see it like when you actually get the panel where it kind of like you see it like kind of shining on the ground i'm like how far does that light really reach you know yeah because there's some classic batman stories where you actually see batman holding a flashlight and those panels are really really cool now i can understand why he would want both of his hands free in case anything happens but I, like I questioned it myself. I was like, hmm, like, yeah, it was a little campy. I will say that for sure. But um, campiness aside, we do see that they're in an aquarium that has been Jokerized with fish, which is very classic Joker. Something I've always actually loved. Yeah. Um, but I did pass up on the Joker fish cover though. I oh, saw it today. I bought the Batman one and I bought the one with the crowbar. I was like, I had to get the crowbar one, man. Like <laughs> I just had to. But they had the the Jokerized fish one which nice. I thought was really cool. But we see a joker eyes shark, and uh, they're kind of like, well, that's new. That's it's usually, terrifying. Yeah, it, it, it's insane. But it also just kind of looks like they just painted lipstick on a shark. 
is kind of what it looks like. Where the fish look very different, the shark just looks like he has lipstick on. Um, but anyways, true. that was pretty cool. And so, like, um, you know, Batman's like, they're here already. And I don't remember this character. I've never I seen this character. I have never encountered this character at yeah. all. Now, so, I'm, I want to do some research to see if this was, like, a deep dive for Johns or if he created a character for the story. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Because I know, like joker has definitely worked with little people in the past yeah i don't i mean and so like because in um that french artist did that two-part series the oh yeah, Charming, yeah, yeah yeah there was there was a little person in that one mm-hmm. and so like it was just like okay joker just you know he finds it amusing you know he's just he's you know he does what he does and so but i've never seen this particular character and well you know of course you know shootout starts happening the bat family starts kicking ass jason was all like fuck this and he shoots the glass so the shark can come out and eat this bitch yeah and i was like this guy's name is uh is the jester yeah so so he he definitely doesn't look like a friendly person whatsoever Mm -hmm. uh but yeah jason's just like yeah I'm, i'm i'm not gonna bother with this guy at all and so uh dude visually this i love this book dude I love yeah, the book visually. visually. It's amazing. Uh, you know, with all the greens and, you know, right when the freaking shark is like finished eating the dude, I was like, wait, Batman's just going to be okay with, I mean, it's not like he can stop the shark from doing it, but like, yeah, not going to say anything to Jason, but yeah. like the chemicals start coming up, they all cover their face or whatever. You know, I just realized Jason has like a one up on Batman for that just because he's wearing a helmet. Yeah. You know, not having to have a respirator or anything. But the Joker comes out of nowhere and beats them with a freaking fishbowl, literally. Like a small fishbowl. He throws piranhas at them. Yeah, and they end up knocking him out and capturing him. And Gordon gives Batman a call saying, oh, we have another one. We've cornered him uh, on 17th and Broadway. So Batman's mm-hmm. going to go deal with that while Barbara and Jason deal with this one here. And yeah. one thing that has kind of been like really bothering or not really bothering, but when theories started to come up right at the end of Dark Side War, mm-hmm. this whole idea of three Jokers, because Jeff Johns played with it again and the Rebirth issue one. And mm-hmm. so theories started to throw out there, you know, oh, these are three different Jokers from three different, you know, eras or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Jason points out, I don't think this is the real dude. Or maybe it is. Maybe it is the real guy. Because when was the last time Joker has ever used playing cards? Yeah. When was the last time he did some of this gimmicky stuff? And then Joker was like, or acid filled flowers and like mm-hmm. the acid sprays. Barbara saves yeah. him. And this is where shit starts to get really fucked up. Yeah. Because Joker starts to really poke at the PTSD of Jason. And they get in this huge argument. And he's like, do you know what you you said to me that night? He said, and he, he was like, you know, I beat you so bad. You said, please stop. I'll do anything I'll be your Robin. And yeah. I was like, oh, fuck. 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's a nice touch to add something like that to the lore of Jason. That you know is I mean? so fucked up. Yeah, and then he pulls out his gun, and he's like, he's right. Uh, nothing is going to change until we break the cycle. And Barbara's like, put the gun down. So then we have this standoff here where Barbara's like, I'm not going to let you do this. And Jason's like, I have to end it, blah, blah. Of course, Joker is just, you, you start getting the, these menacing panels of the Joker, and he's all like, I'll be your Robin and all this jazz. He's like saying everything you just said. He's laughing at him. And Jason's getting the PTSD of him being beat to hell by the crowbar. And he's about to pull the trigger. Barbara throws a battering, tries to stop, and it doesn't. She misses. Yeah. And freaking Jason blows the brains out of the Joker. Yeah. And you just see this amazing top part of the panel where his head's just exploding you have the reaction of Barbara, you have the Joker falling down, and you have the smoking gun of freaking Jason. And then the Joker just on the ground. I love that he's laughing as he's dying. Oh, yeah. Like, like he, he's dying with a smile on his face. Yeah. Because this is 100%. Now, he can't tell you, but this is mm-hmm. 100% what he wanted. Exactly. And then, of course, she's like, what the hell did you just do? Um, I had to end it. And she, he, she's accusing Jason of, like, you just murdered him. She's like, oh, yeah, you could have stopped it. When was the last time you missed? And she basically says, fuck you, yeah. like, to that statement. And, you know, uh, <laughs> I like how he has this thought after the fact. Yeah. Jason says, man, I hope that's the right one. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it. The, the final panel is just a black panel. And then it goes like we have some we have the ending stuff of like this cool like card Joker Batman yeah. thing. Now and that's the way the issue ends. I will say one of my favorite panels here is when Jason is having the PTSD of back that one fateful night when he died. That mm-hmm. panel is the legit cover of the Death in the Family. Uh the one where he's like bleeding out of his nose. Yeah. That is the exact cover. Now, of course, this is writ- This is drawn by mm-hmm. uh, Fabic, but it is the exact same everything. Like nice. Uh, so I like that detail in there. But yeah, that is it. Now, the theory is, and a lot of people are saying it. The theory mm-hmm. is, and they they kind of touch on it a little bit here when the three Jokers are talking. But the theory is that Joker, the Joker that we all know and love, that his first appearance was whatever issue, you know, almost 80 years ago, or Mm -hmm. yeah, 80 years ago, is dead. He is dead, dunzo, and it's because the chemicals were so strong that he was dying, you know, to begin with. Yeah. And... He knew he was dying, so what he did to fuck with Batman from the end of time, basically, is create more Jokers. Mm-hmm. And this is just their time to create a new Joker. Yeah. Now. That theory sucks. I, I know you were not a fan of it. No. But it adds up. How so? Well, with the, like, there has been plenty, plenty of stories where Joker has quote-unquote died or 
panels to which you're like, how the fuck is he not dead? Like, mm-hmm. type of thing. I think Johns is making it canon to all those points he actually did die. Even Snyder's story in New 52, mm-hmm. he died. And he literally was just replaced with another Joker. I, as I've said, if you were to ever make another Joker or multiple Jokers, you ruin the character of the Joker. It has to be one character. That's like, That would be like saying there's multiple Batman. Like, it just doesn't. It's not as cool. It's not as good. Because then you're like, oh, that's just different Batman. Like, well, which Batman was this? You're, you're right. But in the same sense... Batman has a better contingency plan than Joker does. Joker is just like, if this theory is real, Joker is just like, oh, I'm going to keep throwing people into this vat of chemicals until there's another Joker. While Batman created an actual, uh, what is it called? The last. The final project. The, the final the project. Final experiment yeah, the final like experiment where he literally transfers his consciousness into a new body. Yeah which we have seen via uh, Last Night on Earth. Yeah, it's not great. But... <laughs> no, but the idea of it can keep Batman going forever and ever. Yeah. You know? Which mm-hmm. was cool. I, I really dug the idea of it. The way Snyder ended up playing out with it was horrible, but the idea can still be concrete enough to legitimize it. Yeah. And with Joker not having the equipment the funding and all of that to create something like that. Mm-hmm. All he's got is Ace Chemicals. So, yeah, but see, like the 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 big plot hole, the big thing that doesn't work in that scenario or with that particular part of the theory is Joker has gotten the money over the years. You know what I mean? Because he has stolen all of the money, he's been able to do whatever he wants. And at the same time, we saw it happen in Snyder's Rebirth, or in his his Justice League. He outsmarted Lex Luthor, like, ten steps ahead of him. And so he's not dumb. Well, I, I, I don't really would say he's dumb, because, I mean, he's not super sane or whatever the fuck people mm-hmm. want to call it. But he's he's not dumb. I just don't think he would think of a giant project like that or a uh, invention like that Mm -hmm. because within his own chaos i think he would enjoy it a lot more if he's killing people in order Mm -hmm. to find a new successor see but at the same time right at the same time it doesn't really you can't you technically can't use that theory because the mobius chair said there was three of them if there have been like 50 jokers it would say there's 50 different jokers you know what i mean because i'm sure the mobius chair from what we know it's all knowing it's all powerful or whatever it would know like these have died these are the living ones so technically if we are saying Snyder's died, uh, let's just say Tom King's died, uh, fucking, uh, I don't know if uh, Morrison killed any Jokers, but his died, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We can bring in fucking, or we know uh, Murphy's died, we can do all of this other crap, then that's so many more Jokers. And the Mobius chair would be like, bada bing, bada boom, there's been 50. 
But I mean, if there is three currently, mm-hmm. I mean, but but at the same time, is it going through Bruce's brain, the Mobius chair? You know what I mean? Is it being like you've encountered fifty Jokers? There are three alive. You know what I mean? Because yeah, it's also I mean, asking for his that, identity. Though. That would that would just be a really hard question to answer anyway. Because for one, Johns is not on social media like at all anymore, really. But at that point, it's just semantics of like, okay, the Mobius chair, uh, it's all knowing, but is it omnipotent? Mm-hmm. You know, in the sense of like space time. Like, yeah. since the whole 80 years of our time, and however long in comics time, you know, yeah. in that sense. Or is it like, okay, there's three Jokers because there's currently three Jokers. You know? It, it, yeah. it It's just, it, we're just having fun here. This is just a theory. I know you don't like the theory. You think that two of these Jokers are fake. I think two of them are fake, yes. But at the same time... Would Joker ever devise a plan to have somebody steal the show for him? If he knows how it would play out exactly, if he knows that Red Hood would kill this one in this situation, if he knows, because I think a Joker is going to die, oh, not in the final issue, but I think another Joker would die the next issue. I think another one will die. Maybe Barbara kills him this time or something else. The one with the Hawaiian shirt will probably die in the next issue. Who knows? Because what Fabic and John said, they are taking a lot of chances here, and there's a lot of twists and turns. So, what if, and this is my theory still, and it's kind of happening again, and, and I don't know how I would feel with this, I'd prefer it way better than there being three Jokers. What if Joker has somehow been able to come up with a new strand of gas or whatever to make them hallucinate? And he's just oh, you fucking mean with them. Punchlines? Something yes. like that. Better than that. Um, because, you know, that's just automatic. Um, we can actually believe this in Jeff Johns. is not fucking over here. High school chemistry kids able to blow all this shit out of the water. Um, but anyways. But they, then again, we that's we, we were told that this can be considered continuity if they really wanted it to be. Yeah, it, that, that's going to be up to the fans. I don't see the fans liking this, though, if it comes out to be three different Jokers. I just don't see it happening. Uh, I think you underestimate the diehard Batman fans. I underestimate their stupidity. Well, because, well, yeah, you, you do. Because, you know, there there's always going to be that group of people. Because it's not just one. It's never just one. There's always that that one group of people that every single week a brand new best ever made comic is ever made mm-hmm. like every week it's like oh this is the greatest comic ever made and then the very next week oh no this is the very the best okay next next week yeah. comes out oh this is the very best there's always going to be that one person yeah and they're going to rub off on other people to reconsider what they thought about the book okay it was good blah blah, blah. this book will be liked by thousands of people Mm -hmm. and i think like i said i think you underestimate you know these these kinds of fans but i here's the thing is as much as fans enjoy things 
it doesn't mean that every writer is going to continue doing the same thing after this. Oh, and no, no, then, no, no, no. And I then, mean, Tinian's the, the, the proof. Yeah, exactly. But with that, see, I think from writers and people that are actually going to be writing these books would universally not like this unless they want to piggyback off John's. And I feel like a lot of people don't want that unless you're a new writer just trying to get some fucking clicks or some bucks, you know what I mean, yeah. like that. But if you're somebody like a King or a Snyder or whatever, you're going to be like, mm, I don't really like that. We know for a fact Snyder will fucking throw this book out the window. So it ain't going to happen if he writes anything with Joker again, you know what I mean? He'll yeah. he'll quickly fix this in one panel and say Dr. Manhattan did it or something. <laughs> so, like, that's what will no, happen. No, he just killed Dr. Manhattan. Come on now. Huh? I said he killed yeah, Dr. No, Manhattan. But, well, but, but obviously there's another Manhattan, you know, something. And so, like, it's just, it is what it is. I don't like that theory. I I would be okay with Joker doing something. I, I'm hoping that, because Fabic has said that there's going to be twists and turns. If it's just three dudes and two of them get killed and there's actually the real Joker and he planned it all out, I don't know if that's such a great story. I mean, he's telling it very well, but it seems kind of basic. But if there's something along the lines of Joker's been playing this game for a long time and he's been setting this up for a long time, I think it's a better story. And maybe these aren't the real people or maybe they're fucking in a simulation or something. We don't know. Oh, God. I would hate that even more. I don't know about that. I mean, not not from fucking three Jokers being created all the time. I don't think I'd hate it. I, 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 I would hate it if this if you were to tell me this was a fucking Ready Player One situation or mm-hmm. or Tron situation rather than Joker, you know, creating more of himself. Like, I would hate that more. You'd hate that more than no, because I, I at least you would have the Joker the, as the only I, character. I, I hate those situations where it's like, it's all just a dream. This is all for nothing. Like this, this story literally means nothing because it was all a dream. Like I hate those stories. I absolutely hate those stories. With a passion. I, don't know. I think they're done. You can do them very well. I think they're played out. I'll say that. But if you're gonna destroy what the what the Joker of the uh, what the character of the Joker is, I hate that story more than anything. Because he's, I'd rather take a shitty story than there being three different Jokers. I, I will say this though: if the fans want it to be continuity. It works out perfectly for what we're about to get in February. And the reason being is if 5G is secretly coming up, you know, around the corner, trying to trick us into thinking, oh, this is something completely different, even though it sounds like everything is still planned out the same, a new Joker is going to be needed for our 5G heroes. Well, we didn't get a new Joker in Batman Beyond. And when when Gordon became Batman, he didn't get a new Joker. So a lot of people only associate the Joker with Bruce Wayne. So Joker doesn't even give a fuck about Dick Grayson. He's like, you're not Batman. Get the fuck out of here. So like, he doesn't even care. And that's been that's that's a huge canon there. If you were to start having another Joker just pop up and start caring about other another Batman. It wouldn't. It wouldn't be great. It wouldn't be anything special there, and I think that's what's been so important. And there is this weird, like "I love you" kind of relationship between them, 
is because he's only fixated on one person. Yeah, but unfortunately, like I said, if 5G is happening, they're going to be doing away with all of our known heroes, whether it be for a short amount of time or a long amount of time. They still have to create a Joker because readers will not even want to touch a Batman story without a Joker. We've clearly seen it. Yeah, we've seen it, but even when it's not Bruce Wayne, which we've seen, they don't care. So it's not going to matter. I mean, if that's the case, then, I mean, I've only read the Dick Grayson Joker War stuff, but I'm sure somebody is out there buying every single tie into the Joker War because he's fucking with everybody else. Yeah, because people don't understand good storytelling they just want to make a buck future on selling all this stuff but but that's what that's what i'm getting at it's it's not about just me and you we we have to put those other people whether they're ignorant or no, not into I understand the idea that. of it but the thing is the uh, the people that actually read stories for the love of the story outweigh the people that just buy them try to make a quick buck like, because if that was the case, why the fuck is Bendis not selling more? Oh, well, I, I think people people will read a book just to read. Like, they will buy a comic just to buy a comic. Now, that is why Bendis is selling at all. Because people just buy a book and they're just like, huh, characters, cool. And they'll buy it. Like, that's yeah. literally the reason. They don't care about exactly. the story. They just care that somebody is wearing the emblem of the character that they like. And those are the same people mixed in with the people that buy it just to buy it. That's the same group, and he's not selling a lot. Look at when Tom King was at the top of his game. He was selling over 100000 an issue, where Bendis is selling like 20000 15000 something like that. Unfortunately, so, it's not 20000 Otherwise, he would have been cut. Now, his Young Justice is, <clears throat> excuse me, but everything else is about twenty-five to thirty, whatever. But that's besides the point. But I, I, I get what you're getting at. I, I understand where you're getting where you're getting and so i i don't know i i'm i'm interested to see what happens next because i feel like because this is only three issues we will for sure get the answer by issue two and the conclusion will be of course in the third issue i i don't know if we think we didn't get the whole answer to doomsday till the final issue yeah but that was a 12 issue series that was every other month yeah. Johns knows that this is coming out every month, and it's only three issues. So why can't he reveal it at the third issue? You don't have to wait that long. So yeah, you don't, I, have, to, you don't have to give it away in the second issue, I especially think, if it's a crazy twist. I think that we will get a hint at it, like a bigger hint other than this. Because this, this, is, this is played out just to fuck with you. Like this is clearly played yeah, out to fuck with you. It's a shock play. Yeah. It's every so, every good comic does it. Tom t- Tom Taylor does it all the time. Yeah. So I I don't know. I we'll see what happens in the second issue for sure. Yeah. I don't know if it's if it's multiple jokers. It's stupid. I've said it should be a personality thing. I will let the like if they're clones. I'll let that slide. I don't think it's the best. You think um, you think Joker time traveled? No, they already confirmed that it, there's no bullshit like that. John's confirmed that. Okay. There's no, it's not from another planet, and there's no time travel based. I'm pretty sure he said something like that. Okay. So this is in his world. So these jokers are either created 
or something else. I don't really know. But yeah, he said there's no bullshit like that. Because that's the first thing everybody says. Oh, they're Elseworld Jokers. They're just coming from somewhere else. They're Earth 2 and Earth 5 Joker or whatever. Yikes. Which is just the fucking... That's a CW thing to do. Yeah. So, it is what it is. But to we're going to go over to Fandom. But we might as well just knock out what they announced for the miniseries that is going to be happening with John Ridley now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so um i didn't write everything down i didn't even watch this panel but i was playing fall guys when it was going on (laughs) but um apparently they had a panel where they announced that john ridley is going to be doing a four issue miniseries and for some reason he decided to just make this weird quote of like uh there's a 47 percent chance that my Batman is a person of color. Yes. Yeah, so... And I'm all like, why not just fucking say your Batman's a person of color? Like, are you saying there's a you know sixty plus percent chance it's not? Yeah. Uh, that's the one thing that really bothered me. Um, just playing coy with it. Um, mm-hmm. you know, we we've had plenty of discussions, even when it was first hinted at. Yeah. That uh, you know, whether there should be a black Batman or if there shouldn't be, uh, we had this small discussion about it technically doesn't work if you're completely erasing Bruce Wayne because Bruce Wayne comes from old money and, uh, you know, just because of literal American history, Mm -hmm. old money never really had, uh, black roots. So, uh, so, you know, that doesn't really make sense, but he very much talked about the Fox family. Mm-hmm. And he wants to drive it home with family. He wants to do a Vin Diesel style. So it is very much looking like this is going to be a Luke Fox story. Uh, we have not seen Luke anywhere except for mm-hmm. this week's Batgirl. And he was only in there for like like the middle part of the story. Uh, yeah. But I feel like we both think that he's going to be shoehorned in at the very mm-hmm. last second uh, to replace Batman. Yeah. And, you know, I don't think our thoughts have changed about this at all. But what they are claiming is that this will be a mini series. I don't know if it's four or six issues. I it's, want to say a, it was four. It's a four-issue miniseries scheduled for January 2021, featuring art by Nick Darrington. Uh, it, we will read it, of course. Yeah, like we're we're not gonna say that we won't read it. We're not gonna boycott it. We're not gonna be stupid. The like cover's that. amazing. The cover looks awesome. I love. But that's not the art you're gonna be getting. Yeah, which is unfortunate. Yeah, you're uh, gonna be getting that cartoon. I look. I love Dick, Nick Darrington's style. But I do not love it for Batman. Well, the one thing that Nick Darrington does with Batman is that he like he always looks like he's smiling. Yeah. And he he legitimately looks like a if you were to take the style of Bruce Tim and then from that as the profile convert it into the Rick and Morty style, you get Nick Darrington. Yeah. Here's the thing, right? So we have talked about it on this podcast before. When you draw Batman, you have to have an amazing artist. And not just an amazing artist. An amazing artist that fits the style of Batman. 
And as much as I think Nick Darrington's awesome, I do not think his style fits Batman unless you are telling like a more campy style Batman. And what makes it worse is if we are getting a black Batman, you are going to make him in a cartoony style. They should have gave him a grittier kind of artist to tell this story especially because we are if you guys don't know who john really is he won an oscar for was it selma or was it 12 years a slave 12 years a slave okay he won an oscar for that so it would blow my mind if we do not have some hint or stereotypical kind of topic around racism in this story oh like, i 100% expect it if yeah if i will say this if Ridley cops out and doesn't do it, yeah. then nah, I'm not for it. Yeah, and especially with what's going on in today's society, I think it's needed. We've talked about this on this podcast before, that mm-hmm. a story like that can be good. But unfortunately, Ridley is trying to tell that story in the worst way possible by taking out the most beloved character in DC and shoehorning in another character that is not even in the lineup to be the next Batman, and he's going to somehow be the next Batman. Hopefully they tell it a certain interesting way that I can get on board with and be like, okay, because I think there are ways you can do it, Yeah. but I I personally feel like they're just going to drop him in there. Be like, all right, you're Batman, and I don't know how. It's probably going to be like however the hell the CW is going to try to make this other chick happen. Or, or he will go the Snyder route and he'll start the story with Luke as Batman and then try to tell the story within like two panels within every issue. Yeah, I mean, we've gotten really annoyed with that over, you know, the course of just Snyder period yeah. uh, doing it a lot. But yeah, I don't know. Um, because it's not that we're against a black Batman. We just, we, when you... One, we are two people that want more diversity in comics. I think it's easily agreed upon. Mm-hmm. We want more Latinos because we don't got fucking any. Um, but the thing is, we also want these characters to last. And we've noticed, we saw Marvel try it. When they try to throw diversity down your throat, people push back a lot. Oof, that and, was Yeah. And the thing is... I think the only way you can get people to accept this is if you build those characters up. If Luke Fox was in the main Batman title or just even a detective for the last two or three years as a prominent character and then he becomes Batman, it makes me more accepting of it. Yeah, for sure. You know, they they genuinely had the chance to do this. The chance that they had was at the start of Detective 1000. And the reason why is because Detective 1000 came out after, I believe it was after Alfred died. Was it not? I think so. Maybe? I don't know. It's been a while. That's the one thing I don't know. Maybe it hadn't. But they could have easily, instead of putting Lucius in there, Mm -hmm. they could have put Luke. They could have put Luke, and it would have been fine. Because you could have just had this throwaway line oh, I'm in Gotham taking care of my dad. You know, just some stupid throwaway line. And then you're like, oh, what happened to Lucius? No one's going to care at that point because you just have Luke. And then you just push it up until this point where he's prominently there within Tinian's story, within Detective Comics. He's in the Batwoman show. 
Yeah. Like he he is he is already a character that has been shown to the general audience. Mm-hmm. You should like that's what they should have done. And because of them not doing it, this is gonna feel forced. Mm-hmm. I think you know what? I don't think it's gonna be pushed back like what Marvel did because I think what Marvel did was literally a joke, yeah. like almost literally a joke, very offensive joke. But mm-hmm. I think that people will go for it. They will go for it for the four issues. Yeah. Well, technically, Marvel's still doing it because let's not forget about their new heroes that they have—a freaking Snowflake and oh, that's the, the other one, one. That's the one I'm talking about. Oh yeah. Well, I thought you meant the the actual like when they gave everybody a diversity, like the X Men became young again and they oh, were all different oh, yeah, races yeah, and yeah. shit like that. I like mean, that. yeah, with Riri Williams and all that. Yeah. That that didn't bother me. That didn't bother me just because I mean, the one thing that messed them up there is that they forgot to like make them prominent characters. They were just like, yeah. oh, Riri Williams is this new smart character, but mm-hmm. she's gonna live in Iron Man's shadow. Like yeah. they kept on referencing Iron Man the entire time, like the MCU is doing to Spider Man right now, basically. Um, yeah. So look, we we could talk about this subject all day. I feel like it just because we just think it's being done the wrong way, and I hope that these issues are fucking killer, and I hope they knock them out of the park because if this is going to be the new status quo going forward, I just hope it's fucking good. Like honestly. I have been somebody, and I've told this to Clay, I don't know if I mentioned it on the podcast, but I have mentioned it before that I don't know how I feel about people that write TV and movies going to comics, because it's not always a medium you can just jump into and be good at. Oh, yeah. You know, one criticism that we've had is freaking uh, uh, Hitch, not Hitch, Hill, Brian Hill. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he, from what I've heard, is... After Outsiders, he's done with superhero comics. Really? Yeah, because this will be the second time uh, that he's been fucked over. First from Marvel and now from DC, where they've kind of cut him at the knees. And yeah. his best work in comics wasn't a superhero comic. It was American... Uh, what was it? Uh, American, American Carnage? Yeah, American Carnage. Is that still going? No. I think it was oh. just like a, a, a maxi series or a miniseries, oh, okay. whatever it was. But... Uh, but that was his best work, and I think he might stick with like indie titles. Maybe he's yeah. going on to something else. But he told a friend of mine that he's mm-hmm. kind of done with superhero comics, which interesting. I mean, might happen to Ridley, which I don't blame him because he's already made bukus of money, and he's yeah. a you know a freaking what what he won an Oscar or an Emmy. He won an Oscar, I think. Okay, I think I'm pretty sure it was an Oscar. Okay. See, here's the problem too, though, is if you have Ridley knock it out of the park with four issues and you don't have him continue the story after that then what who are you gonna bring in for that you're gonna let tinian write black batman Oof. like you know what i mean yeah. like you you have to continue with ridley after that and and i don't think i i How just don't would see that be, dude? Be like, oh by the way your contract ends in may yeah what? <laughs> so like I don't know. It, it's gonna be. It's definitely gonna be weird, because yeah, it does. We were dreading five G. We thought we had a brush of fresh air. Fresh air, yeah, fresh air. Um, <laughs> fresh air with freaking you know Didio leaving. And we thought that was the whole thing, but it just seems like it's coming back, just like fucking uh, the Batman who laughs. It just doesn't want to fucking go away. Yeah. So um, now he, yeah. here's the thing. I have had a moment of clarity with five G 
I'm not happy if they go this route with Batman, and I mm-hmm. won't be happy if they go the route of like destroying all the heroes that we know and love. But mm-hmm. I am for something new because what we're getting is clearly not cutting it. I'm not finding any enjoyment in majority of the books that they publish. So with new books, hopefully come new ideas. Yeah. So that's what I'm looking forward to. But the way they get there, I'm not a fan of it. Yeah, I will say Ridley will have to get me in the first two issues for me to buy Batman. Because I've mentioned it on this podcast. I'm I'm stopping buying Batman at 100 because I'm not liking Tinian's run. Yeah. So my Batman purchase stops at that. And I'm only buying Tom King and three Jokers after this. I, I got Suicide Squad. I put Suicide Squad on, and but it's about to end. Yeah. So it's just like whatever. Um. So Ridley's going to have to knock it out of the park. I'm not buying anything metal. Don't give a shit about any of that. Um, so if Ridley doesn't do a good job, I don't know when I'm buying Batman again until Batcat. Like, yeah. so, you know, it's insane, which this hasn't really done much, but there was a Batman trailer. It was super huge. Clayman dropped a photo that said Batcat is currently in production, which I thought was funny and mimicked the trailer. Just wanted to throw that out yeah. there. Um, but yeah, fuck it. Let's just jump into fandom. We've been talking about comics for an hour um so what do you want to start with first Um, we'll we'll save batman for last we will save batman Batman for last we will go directly to the second announcement of fandom which was a video game announcement oh yeah fucking montreal gotham knights dude i freaked out at this trailer i freaked out at the gameplay Mm -hmm. and the biggest thing was in the very beginning, we learn Bruce Wayne is dead. Yeah. And the Gotham Knights... Dead air quotes. We don't Dead know. air quotes, yeah. And the uh, characters that you play are Nightwing, Barbara Gordon, freaking Tim Drake, and the Red Hood Jason Todd. Yeah. A Tim Drake that looks a hell of a lot like Damien. Dude, I will say this. In my reaction that I did... I totally said that I was like, why does Robin look like Tom Holland? Dude. Wow. Cause like right at the very first moment you see him, he has like this weird shaped head that looks exactly like Tom Holland. I thought, I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. But well, he looks weird with hair. Yeah. He well, considering what we've seen with Tim yeah. Drake with the Arkham games was him mm-hmm. with a shaved head. Now the, we both said that the graphics looked a little odd. Now, of course, it did yeah. have this huge disclaimer at the very beginning is that this game is not finished yet. Yeah, still in, like, alpha. Yeah. Uh, but even in alpha, dude, holy shit. Yeah, the fighting looked great. Um, it is multiplayer. But it's only have... two-player based, not four. Yeah, it's only two players, but, you know, two-player boss battles, stuff like that, taking down goons with another person. It's going to be kind of fun. Um there have been some things people don't like. People don't like the health bars um, because there is there's this rumor or there's like this idea that people might think that even though it might be open world, things might be off limits to you, a la Assassin's Creed, where you couldn't go to or you could go to an island where somebody was 50 plus uh, level, but you had no chance of beating their ass. So like some people are worried about that. Huh. Um 
Because then you're gonna be like, "Wow, okay, that's not gonna sucks. stop you." <laughs> no, it won't stop me. No, I mean, I am somebody there was that will... there was plenty of nights, you know, that me and Juice for like I think a whole month straight would just get on Assassin's Creed and we were just playing it every single night. And you're yeah. like, "Hey, what level are you at?" And I'm like, "Oh, I'm on level 24." And you're like, "Bitch, I'm at level 57." And yeah. I'm like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> I was fighting, so I was like level 20 in Assassin's Creed, fighting level 50s. Just because I loved a challenge. I don't feel like games are very challenging nowadays. I was like, you know what? I'll fucking just be 30 levels lower and try to fight people. That's a challenge. Um, But anyways, if that's the case, and I play with Clay, Clay's going to keep dying. And I'm going to have to do all the work. So I don't know what. It's going to be rough. Hey, hey. (laughs) if If there is actual, like, team moves and, like, all of this other stuff that I think we saw in the gameplay trailer. Yeah, there was. There was something, like... Batgirl at one point like threw something down where like all these bats came around and yeah. then Tim Drake did something and it like comboed with it which I think mm-hmm. is really really cool um you know I'm gonna be playing as freaking Nightwing the entire time that looks amazing oh, I'm playing as Barbara now 100%. unless in unless well it's really odd because in the gameplay trailer not in the actual uh trailer or reveal trailer in the gameplay trailer there was a moment where you think it's a you know story part of the game, and all of mm-hmm. a sudden a message came up saying Robin has entered the game. Yeah. Now, if that is true, you know I don't think there's gonna be a moment, and there might be. It all depends. A moment where it forces you to be another character. Yeah. You know, uh, I think you could play this game as one character the entire way through if you really wanted to, but we'll see when it comes out. But they had some interesting points. And one of the biggest points of this game at the very end of the actual reveal trailer is that the big bads of this game in particular, quite possibly the Court of Owls. Yeah. And not quite possibly. They actually showed talents and everything. They showed the mask and everything. Yeah, that was really interesting. As long as Scott Snyder's not writing this game, I'm down with it. Scott Snyder and Capullo were both involved, though. Yeah, hopefully it was just for story and sketching. Like, like this is what the Court of Owls do, and they didn't allow him to write it. Because we'll find out who's writing the game or whatever later on. Because Paul Dini's usually been the one writing these back in the day. I don't think he's doing that this time around. But, um, yeah, if, I, I hope Snyder's not the writer of this game. Because then <laughs> that would explain the graphics um but uh you know because everything he touches is just crap lately um the graphics aren't crap but they did look a little wonky yeah um but yeah no the game looked awesome oh by the way like you can go see my reactions to all of this on my youtube channels i uploaded the reactions to everything i think your um, biggest reaction to this game not only the court of owls but for the fact that barbara uh vaulted off of a truck and kicked somebody in the face that was yeah. you were like you could jump off walls and your hands went everywhere. Yeah, like. <laughs> that was fucking awesome, man. Because like that that's Batman shit. You yeah. know what I mean? Like that didn't really even happen in the Arkham game. So I'm like, oh my god, they're adding that because you can if you could jump off shit, that does things so much better. Yeah, you can legitimately uh, interact. Now you were able to interact with some stuff in Arkham games, mm-hmm. uh, but this looks like you're legitimately no matter where you are in the game, you can interact with anything. Uh, to yeah. go along with your fighting styles. I will say I love Barbara's fighting style. We didn't see mm-hmm. much of Nightwing's. It was really all centered around Barbara with the gameplay, which I really love yeah. because, you know, Barbara, I feel like, was a really big hit on her DLC in uh, mm-hmm. Arc of Night. 
So yeah, her DLC was awesome. So I really love that. I think one big thing that uh, we are already seeing uh, maybe might be an issue is uh, the fact that you might be able to purchase some things in game, whether it be like uh, like gear or whatever. This is this is just you know rumors at speculation. this and speculation, yeah. correct? Because one thing that we noticed during the trailers was that the uh, the cowls of Barbara and Tim were two different ones on two different parts of the game. Yeah. So I think it would be kind of cool if it was a la Injustice 2, where you can just like make the gear look a certain way, not necessarily make you like stronger, because yeah. then it would be a pay to win, and nobody likes that kind of stuff. No. Um, I hope it's like Assassin's Creed. Yes. Where you can just you can like if it if it is like you do find a better piece of armor to make your stuff better, you can change it cosmetically to still look like the normal way you want, but you have those attributes. Yes. I think that's one of the best things that 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 Assassin's Creed did because I was able to look like Wonder Woman the whole time but have upgraded legendary armor. Yeah. So I thought that was amazing. Um but yeah, I hope there's not play to win cuz that would be kind of garbage. Yeah. Um it's what killed Battlefront, which is what I was talking about and um yeah so i'm excited about this game obviously it's fucking batman now the one thing that we gotta call him out on for this is on twitter or it's been reported from one of the execs or whatever this is not a continuation of the arkham games but they fucking use the arkham ending and that was a little odd that was a little odd that they uh, they definitely use the same audio for the very end of the game, but there's plenty of people out there that are claiming, and even, isn't it Montreal that claimed it? I didn't actually yeah. see it, but Montreal Apparently, is claiming yeah. that uh, it is not part of the Arkham games. Now, yeah. I feel like this is somewhat just like comics. We, the fans, will determine that. <laughs> yeah, because I just don't see, one, why it wouldn't be attached, and two, like... I, I think the reason why they're saying that is I feel like it is going to be very similar and take stuff from the Arkham games, but they didn't want to have to explain why certain things are the way they are. Yeah. Like, they didn't want to explain why Tim has hair now or why his suit is different than it is now. They don't want to go ahead. They don't want to explain how Barbara got out of the wheelchair. They don't want to explain how Red Hood has a totally different costume now. Like, I yeah. think they just don't want to explain that stuff. So, a lot of people have thrown out the idea that it's a soft reboot. And, like, it'll have elements, kind of like Suicide Squad. James Gunn's Suicide Squad. It has yeah. elements from the first Suicide Squad, but it's not really going to, you know, it's going to change some things. So, I feel like it's going to be more of a soft reboot. I do think that they use that ending to get, uh, it. this doesn't really make sense here, but to get butts in seats, you know what I mean? Yeah. To people, get people to buy the game. Yeah. Like, oh, it's a continuation, but yeah. it's really not. And, um, yeah, I don't know. So, um, but it, it looks fantastic. Day one buys, obviously. Um, but we're hella excited to play it. Um, do we want to just jump to the next game? Yeah, let's go ahead and move on to the next game. Uh, because I will say... But that was one of the biggest things that were that were eluding us whenever we were doing year one of this podcast is like, oh, video <laughs> game news, video game news, video game news, yeah. and it never came. And of course, they finally waited until now. The next video game is the Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. Now, yeah. this looked 
fucking amazing. Graphics are gorgeous. Uh, we have four characters. Now, yeah. I don't know if this is going to be four players or not. But uh, the four yeah. the four characters are Boomerang, Harley Quinn, Killer Shark, and Deadshot. Is it Killer Shark? Not King Shark? Sorry, yeah, yeah. King Shark, sorry. Okay. I don't know why yeah, yeah. I, I thought Killer Shark... But well, yeah. Killer Shark's the one that died in the Suicide Squad, apparently. Yeah, and we got that. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so this was fucking phenomenal. Um. I did hear. I don't know if it was on a panel, if it was on the panel itself, but I think they said it's multiplayer, and if your friends are not with you, there'll be NPCs. Yes. Like controlling yes. the fight. Yeah. So maybe it is four players. Yeah. So um, the really big thing here is that this is connected to the arkham games confirmed that has been confirmed right off the bat it's a uh, rock steady game uh and of course because of what happened in arkham knight the very next city that you would be in is metropolis you know we're we're done with 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 the art you know with with gotham we are in metropolis and their target you know that was the big you know gag at the end of the actual trailer is that they are hunting this target in Metropolis. They're trying to figure out who it is. And they find out who it is. It is a Brainiac-controlled Superman. Yeah. Not Bizarro, yeah. like some people were thinking. Yeah. Um, because, and the reason we know that is the trailer opens up with Brainiac's big, like, ship yeah. covering yeah. all of Metropolis and stuff. So, uh, it looks hella interesting. I love that they went with a very, like, not grungy, but... Um, I love how the Suicide Squad was just all chilling on the top of a rooftop. And, like, Harley's just laying down. Oh, yeah, they're like, fucking ah, around. What do you want? Yeah, yeah, they're just fucking around. I, I love it also. Uh, one big thing was uh, I was talking to a friend of mine. Uh, he just recently recorded uh, the game, the video game stuff on his podcast. Mm-hmm. But uh, he was doing research. The, uh, the boomerang here, mm-hmm. if you look at the trailer... It looks like he has speedster abilities. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, that must mean it's the original Boomerang's son because he is a speedster. Yeah. No. The game the the boomerang that it is in the game is the original boomerang. So mm-hmm. I don't know what they did or if they will explain that, because he normally doesn't have the ability uh of super of super speed. Yeah. And you clearly see it. It has the effects of lightning and everything in the trailer. So maybe he like has some kind of technology because one thing about Gotham Knights that I was like, what the fuck was Tim can teleport. Yeah. And I was like, what? Who has win? I was and like, what? We, I think we talked about it in the discord about like, oh, well he, he's, he's always been the tech guy. So he's probably yeah. working with like freaking Wayne industry satellites and he's able to do it that way and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So, uh, this it was it was just very odd that that we noticed that in this one mm-hmm. but it looks awesome now there wasn't any gameplay footage for this one no. uh because this game is not coming out until 2022 yeah and it'll probably get pushed back in 2022 so uh yeah a solid 2 years from now um which you know what if Gotham Knights comes out mid 2021 like that's fine, you know. Yeah, you play that. There's gonna be so many games coming out in 2021, 
So it's just like, why not? I'm still playing games that came out three years ago. Um, Very true. But yeah, both of these games look amazing. Uh, it's nice to have two Batman games when we were just waiting for one. Granted, you can't be Batman in either, as far as we know. Yeah. He's dead in both of them. Um, but for the most part, I, we've always talked about how we wanted more Batman stuff fleshed out. And now we're getting the Suicide Squad. You can play as four people, hopefully other Suicide Squad members. Yeah, I hope there is DLC for the Suicide Squad, whether it be like Black Manta or Sportsmaster yeah. or Deathstroke, like all that shit, dude. I would love yeah. it. So that'll be really interesting, and I can't wait to see all that stuff. But yeah, the games are the games look killer, and that's all we can really say about them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so what do you want to hit on next? I know you have all the notes. I don't have now, any notes on this. one thing that I will uh, hit on is the Multiverse 101 panel. Mm-hmm. This, this kind of bridges the gap between uh, our TV and movie stuff because mm-hmm. uh, it was... I believe uh, Berlanti, Jim Lee, and Hamada. Yeah, were all in a panel with Tiffany Smith. She was the host, and they basically gave us all the answers on what all's connected, what isn't, what's all going on. We all mm-hmm. know that the Snyder Cut is going to be its own Elseworld theme because Snyder has said so himself. Yeah. Uh, Hamada confirmed that the Batman that we will be talking about later is in its own world its own its own universe uh it's not connected to joker whatsoever but it's just one of those like uh uh what's what's the i mean they've been people have been calling it it's black label you know so it's like grittier darker type story uh Mm -hmm. and they they want to embrace the idea of the multiverse yeah. You know, so that way you can have your HBO content, you can have your CW content, you can have, you know, several different things in your movie verse. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he, Hamada did say that they are not working on a Red Sun movie, but if they were, it could easily just be thrown into the multiverse. Yeah. And they said they want to give these directors the chance to create the movies that they want to create. And if it makes sense for the DC Extended Universe, then that's what they'll do. And they'll put it in there. But if they want to make a movie that doesn't make really a whole lot of sense for that universe, they can make it just because they're looking for creative content. So that's a really big thing that I want to drive for everybody who's listening to this. Because people are going to be questioning, oh, well, why isn't Pattinson in the next Justice League movie? Why isn't he hanging out with Gal Gadot? Why isn't the flash hanging out with uh with batman you know and we will get into that Mm -hmm. right after this but that's really all i was really wanting to talk about just because we've always talked about the possibility of uh pattinson in our dceu and whether it should be in there or not this confirms that it is not yeah which i told clay that i hated this i think i might have said it on the freaking stream I might have said it sucked. And the reason it's not, I I don't think it sucks because, like, not in the form of, like, we're going to get a bunch of creative films with superheroes. I like that idea. And I will be, again, I will always say this. I never wanted the Joker, but when I got it, I was like, oh, my God. And I thought it was amazing. So if some other people want to try, I don't want to see a bunch of everybody trying to do Joker movies. I really don't want to see that. 
But if people want to go, like, take a character and try to do them in a creative way, I'm down with that. My thing is, the reason why I don't like the Batman not being connected to the DCEU is we need a fucking Batman in that universe. And a lot of people are like, well, Ben Affleck's going to come back for 12 films or whatever. You know, whatever they're saying, I don't think that's going to happen. We think he's going to finish out The Flash, which we're going to talk about in a little bit. And then I think it's going to be done after that. Because... And then, and if that is the case, let's just assume he's going to do one more film and he's KO'd after that. If you're going to keep building all of these movies and not have a Batman, but you're going to have this Pattinson series over here, that makes no sense to me why you would even try to do these kind of movies. Granted, we don't even have a Superman right now. So it's just like, how about you build your main universe and then just give us one of these Elseworld films every other year or something like that? Like that's yeah, my and that's thing. one thing that they said also in the Multiverse One Hundred One store uh, panel. They don't want to be just pile driving the audience with all of these else worlds, and not even yeah. superhero films in general. They want mm-hmm. to space them out. Uh, you know, you know, there's this thing that people were talking about with the MCU films. Is is there a possibility of a superhero fatigue? Yeah. Uh, you know, some people were thinking, oh, it's it's not possible, you know, or yeah, you know, we we dealt with 20 something odd movies with the MCU. We're tired of it. We mm-hmm. were going to see that with the Eternals to really see if there was a superhero fatigue. But COVID saved the MCU in that sense. So, yeah, you know, we will truly never know. Yeah. But uh, going on to, like you said, the Flash big news here is that this confirmed that Michael Keaton is, in fact, going to be in the Flash movie. Now, they didn't talk much about it, but they dropped a nice-looking freaking concept art of Batman and the Flash looking like they're fighting some henchmen of some sort with guns or whatever. Uh, But you see, like, the really cool, very prominent batman logo he is wearing his old suits in that in that uh concept art but as you were saying with ben affleck muschietti basically said or hinted at he didn't say it outright he hinted Mm -hmm. that this is quite possibly going to be a send-off for ben affleck now there are some hopeful people thinking that this may be him dipping his toes back into this world Seeing mm-hmm. as, okay, well, if this is a send-off for my character, it doesn't mean that I still can't do movies that are taking, like, inside the past or whatever. Yeah. Uh, like what his Batman script kind of would have been uh, mm-hmm. in a weird way. But, you know, who who knows? We will have to wait and see. Uh, but uh, one thing that I did want to talk about just because, you know, kind of keeping it in the Batman universe is Titans. There was a Titans mm-hmm. panel uh there are big things let's talk about the flash suit oh yeah because flash is getting a new suit i told clay this scares me because he's getting a more comic book accurate suit yes which i enjoy but they emphasize these really bright red lines that go throughout the whole suit Mm -hmm. and that worried me because i do not want it to be all cgi based yeah I'm hoping it is an actual costume that they highlight the red stuff in post because I do not want them to be pulling a green a green lantern thing again 
where it's a full CGI suit. And we see this with Iron Man. MCU's graphics are garbage when yeah. it comes to Iron Man nowadays. Yeah. Dude, I think Iron Man graphics have downgraded since Iron Man 2. Yeah, big time. Uh, Iron Man 1 was quite possibly the best. Mm-hmm. Um, but Iron Man 2, you kind of saw it. But like after that, dude... You legitimately just saw a head floating, like after that. Yeah. It's horrible. But I genuinely think that uh, that now Warner Media uh, has learned their lesson with Green Lantern, and they mm-hmm. will not do a CGI suit. I genuinely yeah. think so. Uh, now, of course, they did do it with Cyborg, but it legitimately worked out for them. Uh, I don't know if you can do Cyborg without CGI. That's the thing. I mean, Doom Patrol does it. Yeah, but he looks kind of stupid. Let's be real. <laughs> like, because the thing is... You would never see you, that kind of cyborg in a movie. I understand. No, but at the same time, like, I think what messes up... I, I think you could work out a suit, because cosplayers do a really good suit. Yeah. Um, But I think what looks weird when it comes to cyborg is the face plating. And I think that's what comes off as weird. Yeah. The way a cyborg's supposed to work. And I think that's why they go CGI. Because the one Doom Patrol, the guy, I like the guy as an actor, but his suit looks kind of lame. Yeah. Um, but, but, yeah, you know, I, I, I like the concept of it. Um, I still don't like the cowl for it because mm-hmm. there's a lot of his eyes that are exposed. Like, there's yeah. a lot. Because when you see the flash. You, the only thing you legitimately see is the is the eye. You don't see anything outside. You don't see the eyebrows and everything. And with the flash, yeah. you almost see like his entire forehead with the way his cowl is. And I just don't like it that that way. They've kind of fixed it in the CW's flash, but it just I don't think I'll ever be satisfied with a flash costume, in my opinion. Yeah. But uh, let's go on. Like I said, with Titans, uh, big news there. Uh, they're going to be there's going to be an emphasis on Gotham mm-hmm. with you know one character being Scarecrow that they're going to have to deal with another big bomb was of course we already knew that Barbara was going to be there we were wondering if Batgirl would show up but no this is going to be Commissioner Barbara Gordon yeah so we that's weird we don't know what happened to uh uh James Mm-hmm. But also, one thing that I sent you that I'm absolutely pissed off about yeah. is we are getting Red Hood. Already. We are getting Red Hood without the Joker. I think Scarecrow is going to be the Joker. I would absolutely hate it if that yeah. happened. See, the thing is... Because that char- would- that that actor has embraced uh-huh. the idea of red hood of like joker like being yeah. the one he's made plenty of jokes about the crowbar mm-hmm. and for us to be getting red hood without the joker i think that's that's shit to be honest yeah but then again that would be your fifth joker in the last six years or some shit or you know whatever because we're gonna get another one soon again yeah. and reeves is like it's just too many, man. <laughs> like, it, again, if you want to do this shit, bring Leto in for that. Yeah. Like, let let, let, let Leto kill fucking this kid. Um, and I think that would be better. Granted, again, if we're going to, you know, fucking, if 
Batman's not going to be in this DCEU. You have a chance to bring back Leto. There's no reason not to now that there's all these random-ass Jokers running around. Um, but anyways, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Titans, I mean, we've been hit or miss on Titans, to be honest. Like, there's good episodes and there's bad episodes. Those... It's never a good finale. Yes, that is 100% true. You know, season two, I feel like, was solid. Um, there was some odd CGI um, with Crypto and Superman or Superboy. But, mm-hmm. you know, overall, the season was solid. Now, that yeah. finale, dude, so many people, so many people hated that finale. I still can't believe the way What's-Her-Name dies. Dude. It's so terrible. It is. It's like, so awful. You, you gen- like, I would gen- genuinely give these seasons to AT&T and Warner Max. I would just yeah. give it to Warner Max because that, of course, is the company that's going to be taking it over with HBO Max. And I mm-hmm. would show them the season finale. Yeah. And I would say, fix it. Mm-hmm. Now, if this whole Jason Todd scarecrow thing can work with a better script doctor yeah. to fix the finale, I'm okay. Let's do it. Well, is Brian Hill writing more issue, more episodes? I don't know. That's because I have not liked we, his episode. I was gonna say we both had criticisms when he was the one writing the scripts. So. Yeah. So I don't know what's going on there. It's just like, how do you get that wrong? And it, you know what? It blows my mind because like I'm pretty sure I have just like this fantasized version of like, oh, if I was there, I could make it do so much better. But you know, you're probably getting cut at the legs like every five minutes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So. You know, I don't want to. I don't want to shit on people that work in Hollywood that much. Although we have that right because we pay for it or we watch it. But um, still, like being somebody that wants to be in the industry, thinking like, "Oh man, I'm gonna come in and change everything." You probably have to get to Matt Reeves' production level, J.J. Abrams' production level, to be kind of be able to call all the shots you want and yeah. people not question you. So um, yeah, so uh, that something to think about, ladies and gentlemen, for sure. When you think about, it, you could do better. Um, let's leave the yeah. best two for last and let's go ahead and talk Snyder cut now. Okay. Was there, wait, what'd you say? I said, let's leave the best two for last and we'll leave the Snyder cut for right now. Let's talk. Oh yeah. 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 I was just like, I was like, wait, what's the other one? Yeah. The, <laughs> but I remember it yeah, now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go for it. Uh, so now after, hold on, I got to ask you this because we talked about this on the thing Yeah. is, is this still your favorite thing from fandom? No. Oh, interesting. It is not. Okay. Uh, it is the one thing that I was looking for. I am not mm-hmm. disappointed by it at all. But the two surprises were, are what we're going to be talking a- after this. Mm-hmm. Um, so, of course, uh, the Snyder panel came on. I know you didn't like it. Um, because it, it was, was just too long. It was, it was long. It was long. Yeah. But uh, one conclusion that all of us from the Snyder Cut movement clearly saw was this panel was during fandom, but it was just an outcry for the fans. That was genuinely what it was. I respect that. And because Snyder has said, like, it genuinely wouldn't have happened without us. Uh, Or if it would have, he even said on one of my friend's panels, because he, like, did a surprise panel, uh, or he did a surprise interview uh, on their podcast, like, late at night, uh, yeah, he said that he genuinely didn't think it was going to happen uh, 
before the five-year anniversary of Justice League. He thought it was going to take five years or more. Uh, Mm -hmm. And for me, genuinely, um, after the stories that my dad told me about the Richard Donner cut being freaking almost 20 years, like, I was like, okay, that's how much, that's how long I'm going to have to wait for the Snyder cut, but I'm still going to try it. But that's what I was thinking. I was thinking like 10 to 15. Mm-hmm. But the trailer came out and well, the panel, the panel was the Justice League members asking these questions that were, of course, uh, pre-asked. You know, they were mm-hmm. submitted via the DC fandom website and they did a horrible job at it, but they made it to where like it looked like they were talking to him. Uh, yeah, but they, they genuinely did a bad job at it. Um, I have to say this one thing because Ray Fisher, love you. I hope whatever's going on with the whole Jeff Johns thing, I hope you come out on top with it. But my guy, I have to call you out on this being a mustache aficionado over here. Oh, the fuzz? It looked like they drew on his mustache. <laughs> like, it looked like it was scribbly, scribbly marker. And I was like, what? I was like, come on, man. You got to step up that stash game, That's Fisher. Funny. Come on, bro. That's funny. <laughs> but, uh, but none of these people, other well, I mean, he kind of teased it at Justice Con. But none of them were actually on the list of people to be at Fandom. So Ben mm-hmm. Affleck showed up for a second. Henry Cavill showed up. Of course, Ray Fisher and uh, Gal Gadot wow. and as well as Patty Jenkins. They all asked these questions. Ben Affleck's question mm-hmm. was, who's your favorite DC character? Uh, kind besides of, Batman. Yeah, he said besides Batman, <laughs> but you know who it is. Uh, Zack Snyder said uh, Dr. Manhattan was his favorite mm-hmm. DC character. Um, I forgot the question that uh, that Henry asked, but you know they he just answered all these questions, and then he did a uh, small little interview Q and A with uh, two of the bigger people in the movement of the Snyder Cut, uh, Fiona mm-hmm. and Dex. Now I was really surprised to see Fiona. Uh, Fiona has been ridiculed and. Uh, she was harassed. She was threatened. Like all these different things happened to her, and to mm-hmm. actually get a legitimate uh, Zoom call by Zach and have it, you know, broadcast all over the world for 24 hours, I think that's pretty cool. Uh, yeah. But he showed the trailer, and mm-hmm. the trailer was uh, something that he then said afterward uh, in this small panel by my friend or this interview that this trailer was always something that he had on his phone and the mm-hmm. photos that he was dropping on Vero was him screenshotting them because it was in black and uh. white. It wasn't finished. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he had the trailer for almost two years because that was going to be his second trailer mm-hmm. uh, before they you know, took him off the project. Yeah. Um, it's all stuff that, like I said, we've seen on Bureau because of that reasoning. So that's why you're like, Oh, there's a lot of stuff that we've already seen before. Yeah. Yeah. The only things that I personally had not seen were cyborg's dad dying. And that oh, obviously like, I don't, I can't remember if I, if that Superman part was shown before they just recolored it. Which one? The one where he comes, when he flies in and he's in the black suit when he just opened the doors open or whatever. And he's there. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. It was in there. But it, uh, mm-hmm. well, actually, no, it wasn't. Um, it was more prominent in this one because you only saw the doors open in the yeah. movie and you kind of saw a silhouette. You never actually saw anything. 
yeah. in the actual movie. Yeah, but and then when Batman gets shot, that's yeah, the only thing. I... The Ma- Batman gets shot by uh, parademons, but he's using his gauntlet to like uh, to block, block it. And then we see visuals of what will be the Speed Force, mm-hmm. uh, which we made the criticism that he is still running the silly, goofy way. He runs like the inflatable crazy arm man. Is what he runs <laughs> in, like. In front dude. of the freaking, like, I just I don't uh, know why I. I hope the it director was it Andy Muschietti. Muschietti, yeah. yeah. Uh, I hope he fixes it. Is it Andy? Yeah, yeah. I hope he fixes that running. Yeah, because like I don't know. You know, Ezra Miller has some crazy, ridiculous reasoning behind well, it. And and that was one of the things in the flash panel, dude. Urza was just a weird fucking. He's a weird guy. Yeah, and he, is. he was like doing like flash fact, and he was like just saying all these random stuff, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oh yeah, he looked like he belonged at the at the start of an Alamo Drafthouse movie. <laughs> That's exactly what it yes, felt it like. Did. Yeah, it did because it would like do those random little yeah. like. Oh, by the way, uh, yeah. but yeah, uh, Urza was also uh, at the Snyder panel as well. Uh, yeah. But uh, a little bit of insight because I know there was a lot of criticism for the music song choice that yeah. uh, he chose for that. Uh, he later said, uh, and he didn't want to get into it. Uh, because of personal reasons but he said the song was personal due to family and Mm -hmm. one thing that i saw was a little bit of insight i was listening to a different friends podcast and he was saying that the original songwriter wrote that song for like 10 years or something like that it was what do you mean like like the original, like they it took ten songs, ten years to write it. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Uh, and he has never come out and said like, "Oh, this is the real meaning of the song," so you can mm-hmm. interpret however you want. Now, somebody that I saw on Twitter pointed out the part where it says like, uh, there, "There's a certain part in the song uh, where it says something about like hitting a chord." And it hits like mm-hmm. a special note or whatever. I forgot what what the lyrics are like verbatim, but it shows yep. Superman screaming from the end of BVS. Now the mm-hmm. significance of those words happening at that moment of the trailer is that uh, Snyder has said in his BVS commentary that that scream it echoes in the actual movie, and his scream mm-hmm. actually wakes up the mother boxes, which basically relays the message to Steppenwolf and Darkseid. And that's mm-hmm. the whole reason for the Justice League movie even being a thing. Uh, yeah. So I thought that was really cool. And also, Snyder did say the very beginning of the Justice League movie will be mm-hmm. that part of Superman um, getting killed again, but it will be in the perspective of Batman. Ooh. So. Okay. Uh, just because... Uh, the similarities of seeing his parents die yeah, and now having this traumatizing moment of somebody who he thought once being a villain or a bad guy Mm -hmm. now making the self-sacrifice for him and the rest of the world, you know, very, you know, what's the uh, dramatic or whatever, you know? Yeah. I still think you should have adapted the, how it should have ended version though. (laughs) Where Batman gets the oh, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, that would be great. Uh, but yeah, I I really enjoyed it. I have seen that trailer like possibly more than ten times already. 
Um, mainly because I've seen it that once. There was there was this one moment where you saw part of the nightmare scene where you mm-hmm. see um, the Joker card just kind of go in, blow in the wind and in your face. Mm-hmm. And Snyder has said there possibly is more stuff hidden in there, but all I could find was the portrait of Thomas Wayne, the uh, trident, and Wonder Woman's shield. I couldn't see anything else other than the Joker card. So that's four things. So if there's yeah. more, it's really hard to see just because I couldn't pause it fast enough. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be really interesting. Um, I just wasn't a big fan of the song choice because, and my thing is, and I told this to Clay, and it's not it's not me just talking shit like I normally do, but I one thing that I've always, always resonated when it came to Snyder was he's fucking amazing with timing his music and his intros. He has some of the best intros to films. And so when I saw this trailer, I thought he was going to have an epic song going with this epic music. And I understand that there's like meaning behind it and stuff, but I was expecting like just this epic song with all of this footage and it just felt like slow. Oh, and well, go, go ahead. I'll, I'll have one uh, more no, thing. And that was, that was basically, a, it just didn't feel like a Snyder trailer to me. So now that's just how it was. one thing that we were kind of expecting is a release date. Um, now there has been some rumors that came out today uh, mm-hmm. by somebody that you no longer follow, but I do, uh, Casey Walsh. Uh, mm-hmm. He has some reliable sources that are saying September 5th of 2021 is when, s- yeah, an entire year. Jesus. An entire year from now uh, is going to be, well, almost. A- Suicide Squad will come out before that. Yeah. And it's a, wow. it's a month before Batman. That sucks. I was really hoping we were going to get it early to tie us I, over I, to the rest of the stuff. A lot of us are hoping that it's a placeholder because mm-hmm. that's a big enough window for COVID precautions mm-hmm. uh, for additional photography. And, uh, you know, we thought that the release window was going to be summer of mm-hmm. 2021. So, you know, m- we're hoping that it's just a placeholder. Yeah. Damn, that's far. Yeah. That's real far. Um, but then again, everything's getting delayed. WB has literally came out and said expect more delays, so Yeah. We'll we'll see what happens. I'm expect- Hopefully... I'm expecting Wonder Woman to be viewable via my bed that I can just purchase it. Like that's what I'm I I'm, don't think it's gonna happen. I think it I will. Don't no, the reason why is because I don't think Tenant's gonna do well. And WB's like, We can't do this. I don't think Tenant's gonna do well. Because Tenant Tenant has to make a eight hundred million dollars to break even, I think. Yeah. Or some shit. And like they're that. only expecting twenty seven million. Yeah. That's fucking insane. That sucks. Um and yeah, I just think that's gonna bomb so much. They're gonna be like, we need Wonder Woman to I, I don't think we see Wonder Woman in twenty twenty. I I think we will, but because of all the backlash of what Disney did with Mulan or is going to do mm-hmm. in two weeks. I think, or next week, really, I think that they will just drop it VOD style because they've seen movies can really make some money. And Mm -hmm. for a movie like Wonder Woman, a lot more people will buy Wonder Woman than they did Scooby-Doo or Trolls. So, yeah, I don't know, man. That's going to be something. What is it? VOD, you get it for 24 hours and it's like 30 bucks. Uh, Mulan's going to be like $35. uh, It's going to be... Technically, if you don't have Disney Plus, it's going to be thirty-seven. But if you do, mm-hmm. it'll be twenty-nine ninety-nine. 
and it will be for the remainder of your subscription. So if you bought a three-year subscription, you mm -hmm. will have it. Now, if you renew it, you will continue to have it. So it's not just yeah. a rental. It is basically an own-on subscription. You don't actually own it like via That's iTunes weird. or anything. It's, yeah, it's really, really weird, uh, which is why I don't think HBO Max would do that. I think no, that they that makes no sense. I think that they, they would will, put it on eventually. Yeah, they will eventually put it on there. But I genuinely think what they will do is they will do it VOD and then after six to seven months after it premieres for a month or two, uh, they will put it on HBO Max, which will drive more subscribers anyway. I don't see it, man. I just don't. Um it would be interesting. You know, it'll be interesting. I just don't see it happening. Yeah. Um, just because I think theaters are really counting on those kind of movies. And I just think WB feels like that can make a billion dollars. And I don't know if it'll make a billion dollars VOD. Oh, I, I don't think I don't think movies within the next five years will hit a billion dollars anymore because of COVID. In the next five years? Yeah. No. I think Batman breaks a billion dollars. Uh, Easy. I don't think so. Yeah. No, because I think if we get that vaccine at the start of the year, people aren't going to give a fuck after that. I honestly think that. No, I, I think because people were still going to be scared of it. I think some people are, but I think the people that... There's always something that's going to get you out of your fear, and it's going to be the fucking Batman, is what it's going to be. When all your friends are like, it's fucking amazing. If the Joker can make if that can make some shit, you're gonna have an R-rated Batman movie. People are like, "Fuck." Yeah, COVID. but that was before. That was Batman. before COVID. You, I don't think. I think COVID is a thing that people are legitimately. You've had. I saw directors. Directors are telling people, "Please don't see Tenet in theaters right now." Yeah, and that's fine because we have no vaccine. But I'm saying, if we get a vaccine in like February. And people are gonna want to get back to their normal lives. I don't. I think there's gonna be that start of where people are like, "I'm gonna let you get it first, and then I'm gonna see what happens." <laughs> like that's what's gonna happen because there are people that won't get vaccines right away. I might be in that group. I'm gonna wait for other people to get it first. Oh, same. Like I, and I, then, I thought about that. Like, oh, it it may be in its test trials. Yeah, I'm not gonna be a test subject right now. But if if it starts like if cases start going down and it's not as crazy by next summer. Fuck yeah, I think movies are going to come back roaring. Like, it all depends on the numbers. Yeah. And and you know what? It, unfortunately, it all depends on who our leader is. So that's what's going to be the biggest thing. True. So, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, But yeah, also, did, did you mention that it's going to be in four parts? Yes, it's going to be a... Okay. Well, I didn't say it, but uh, it's going to be a four-parter. But they also said that they will... Uh, basically, it's going to be the Hateful Eight format. If you haven't seen mm -hmm. the Hateful Eight on Netflix, you can watch it in four parts, or you can watch the however long freaking three and a half hour movie. Uh, so, but they're probably going to wait for all four episodes to be out yes, first. Yes, they will yeah. wait for all four parts just so that way they can drive their subscribers. Um, yeah. I think that it would be best for them to drop it mid month wherever they drop it, so that way it forces people to go on to two months with the subscription yeah. and then it w makes them wait even longer to drop the movie version of the movie yeah get three months out of it yeah that'll be interesting all right let's move on to the second best thing that happened at fandom which i think we're thinking we're saving batman for last right yep 
Yep. Yeah. Okay. The second best one blew my fucking mind. And it was James Gunn's, not trailer, but behind the, the scenes scene. look. Even behind the Suicide scenes. Squad. Now, there are some, there, like, we see the behind the scenes of them actually filming, but we do get, like, random scenes that are actually from the movie. Um, yeah. Which was the compilation of it all is amazing. Uh, yeah. I am currently watching trailer, it you need right to. now. Uh, yeah. It looks great. Everybody in costume looks great. I think that's yeah. one of the biggest highlights of this thing. Uh, oh, I got my Harley that I've wanted. It only took three movies. <laughs> but I finally got my Harley Quinn that I've wanted. Oh. The exact suit that I said I wanted. Exact suit. And today, you even sent even me. Even better. We, we even yes. saw that the rotten tattoo which i need to try to pause it here but the yeah. rotten tattoo on her jawline is gone it's gone and somebody noticed when she is wearing the dress and she is opening a door the back mm-hmm. tattoo that is like i love joker or whatever is yeah. gone and they're basically claiming it as character development so yeah which would be fantastic because james gunn one staying in continuity and two can easily know you can change that kind of shit with one line yeah. in a movie. And I love it. Thank you, James Gunn, for getting rid of that stupid, idiotic, rotten tattoo on her face. Because it was stupid. As much as I love air, I hated that he decided to just make everything be a tattoo parlor in that movie. Um, but anyways, everything just, it blew my mind with how comic booky this trailer was. Like, or behind the scenes look or whatever. Because this is a straight up action movie, y'all. Like they even say it in this trailer. They're like, it's like a seventies action movie with superheroes. And they're like on this beach and fucking explosions are popping yeah, off. There's this one amazing scene of Harley in her dress and she's doing like this circle camera shot of just shooting all these people. It was I was uh it, I, go watch my reaction. I just zoomed like, in. Mm-hmm. It's gone. Yeah. It's oh, I'm so glad, um, but go watch my reaction on the Bat from the Box channel. I have all the reactions to everything, but um, that particular part was just so amazing. I lost my shit. Now, um, other th- was... other than King Shark looking awesome, my yeah. I think my second because he's my King Shark is my third favorite. Uh, my second favorite is fucking John Cena. Oh, oh my god god he looks so good yeah the, it is like straight out of a comic book you know like you said james gunn just loves the attention to detail he is clearly a fan of this franchise and yeah. you know i even sent you a movie poster that they released right after the panel uh mm-hmm. it looks great and there's two variants of it uh one yeah. variant is with people without their complete getup. So John Cena without his helmet, uh, it has. Uh, oh, that was one of the other big things. Uh, Idris mm-hmm. Alba is not Bronze Tiger, is yeah. not Sportsmaster. He mm-hmm. is freaking uh, Bloodsport. Bloodsport, and Bloodsport has this like awesome like bandana mask from the old yeah. days, and he has that in the alternate poster. And nice. in the alternate poster, it just switches between Harley being in the uh, regular getup that you love and the red mm-hmm. dress that we have been seeing her in behind-the-scenes photos. Yeah. 
Yeah, it it blew my mind. Granted, I will say they made us drag out through some game they were playing. And it was we were a, like hurry. It was up. a trivia game, which I thought was yeah. really fun, and it was basically just showing the chemistry that they had yeah. as a cast. Yeah, they were picking the fuck out of Michael Rooker, though. They were just like, oh, yeah, by the way, uh, we all had a great time, uh, except for the fact that Michael Rooker was there. He's a horrible person. He's a horrible human being. Like all these different things. And it's just like, man, like just like let off the guy. But who is he playing again? He is playing. Gosh, he's he's a guy that the character is more known for, I think, the Secret Six instead of the Suicide Squad. But I can't remember his name. So I thought he was that guy that just appeared when at first look, and it's not him, that appeared in Catwoman recently, the cocaine guy. Oh, yeah. I thought that's who he was. I was like, no way. Yeah, no, no. And, um, but it's not him. But I would have been like, that would have been hilarious and awesome. <laughs> um, uh, but, dude, they dude, gave Rick Flagg his OG costume, yeah. which was nuts. Um, Weasel looks Man amazing. Looks amaz- yeah weasel looks crazy there's there's this one shot of weasel like in like a cell or something where like there's a window on the door and he like licks it and it's just like oh shit that looks crazy yeah i love how at that point when they show weasel james gunn was like yeah some of these characters are just useless and stupid (laughs) or something like that and it's like weasel you're just like yeah okay um yeah but everything looks so good and oh I yeah think, and capaldi was... dude capaldi is not oh the thing he, yeah he's not mr freeze like we thought he was gonna be which we yeah. thought we hoped he was gonna be no he's gonna be the thinker and of course yeah, which is a crazy shout of, of course because the thinker was recently on the flash everybody's like oh i hope he doesn't die so he can be on the flash movie and i'm just like not everything has to be connected with the cw shit but like yeah i hope boomerang doesn't die dude um because i would love to see him in a flash movie the thinker looks fucking crazy yeah like and I, now we know why he shaved his head yeah um which was insane but i'm glad capaldi did that i hope they don't kill the thinker right away because i love capaldi but they said not to get attached yeah to any of these and characters. that's what they've been saying like for the longest time is do not get yeah. attached to these characters I think unfortunately we will get attached to some of them. Oh yeah. There's going cuz there's going to be knowing knowing gun, there's going to be a surprised loved character that will die at the mm-hmm. end. That will die at the very end. I think um uh, what is it? Uh what is Pete Pete uh, what's his face? Pete Davidson. Pete, uh, Pete Davidson. He's dead. Uh Nathan Fillion's dead. Um I, I actually think Mongol will live. Oh, Mongal. Uh, Mongal. Yeah. I think she'll live. Um, let's see. Who else is going to die? I think Weasel will die. Uh, you think so? No. James Gunn gives his brother fucking roles. That's how he stays uh, fucking pays his bills. <laughs> like, all right, you're going to do the stupid shit, but you're getting a job. Because he, he does Groot. No, but he, he, does, doesn't... he doesn't do Groot. He does Rocket. Oh, yeah, yeah, Rocket, Rocket, yeah. there you go, there you go. And he um, actually did an interview with Michael Rosenbaum on Michael Rosenbaum's uh, podcast. He said mm-hmm. that he, like, officially has, like, knee problems because Cause of, Groot. of of Rocket, of ha- mean, having Rocket, to, like, yeah. kneel down all the time, which, yeah. like, that sucks. But yeah. uh, if, dude, I do you think John Cena will die? No. Because he's such a big name now. He's he's like uh, a less cooler version of The Rock. 
And it's crazy because they were both WWE superstars. John Cena is just now on the uptick. Like, if he was a stock, you should buy John Cena stock right well, now. Well, I will say he had a lot of, like, really odd films. Like he, Oh, yeah, he had, but so did The Rock. He had... Remember The Pacifier? No, that, <laughs> that was Vin Diesel. That was Vin Diesel. No. But The Rock had the one where he's a football player yeah. with a little girl. Yeah, he had uh, Game Day. He had uh, yeah. Journey to the Center of the Earth 2. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, he had some weird ones as well. But he... Because he had, like... I will admit, when I saw The Marine... In theaters, mm-hmm. way back oh, when, God. I saw it in Why? theaters. <laughs> Why? I was I was not a big film buff at the time, so oh, I was just watching God. it just to watch it, and I was like, "Can you give me shit for taking you to go see Blood, <laughs> Bloodshot?" <laughs> I was like, the Marine in theaters. I was like, huh. oh. it was a little stupid, but not bad. And uh. Uh, by the way, Manu Bennett, freaking Deathstroke, was in that movie. Uh, really? Yeah. He's like the one of the big two henchmen of the main bad guy huh. in that movie, but uh, huh. but yeah, you know, I saw that, and then everything from there, I feel like was just super weird, odd stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. I never saw any of his like comedy stuff, which I heard. Did you ever go see that stupid fire movie, fire truck movie? No, I didn't. You know, you tried to get me to go to it. Well, I, like, I, I, I had I had free passes to it. That's yeah. why I was gonna go see it. But I never went to go see it. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, he just had random films that people, I guess, were just throwing at him, and he was trying to get at that point where The Rock is. Yeah, and he's there now. Which I will say, we we won't talk about it because it's not Batman related. But mm-hmm. fuck, The Rock has some fucking charisma on his fucking. Oh yeah, dude! Feed. Like he's the one guy that can do the douchiest stuff and not come off as a douche. Yeah. Like, it's insane. And he's massive, bro. Like, I would, his shirt just didn't even need to wear a shirt, but his, all his muscles pop through his shirt. Like, it's insane. <laughs> um, but anyways, yeah, we, Black Adam and Wonder Woman were great, by the way. Yes. Just going to throw that yes. out there. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's oh, well, Suicide Squad. I will say about Suicide Squad, because in the trailer, or, like, right before, like, when they were introducing the panel, um, mm-hmm. I wanted to write this down just because I thought it was it was funny. Um, Nicola Scott uh, commented on this, but uh, mm. somebody had said something about, oh, yeah, you know, uh, Sterling is the creator of KG Beast. And I told you this. He's the creator yeah. of KG Beast, but he also created Thanos. Mm-hmm. When he got his check for Thanos, it was a measly, like, chump change. Yeah. He got paid like almost 10 times the amount uh, mm-hmm. with DC via KGB being featured in uh, BVS. Yeah. Now, uh, Nicola Scott commented on that because the Suicide Squad panel used her art for mm-hmm. uh, the Secret Seven and Amanda oh, Waller really? and Flag. So uh, I thought that was just really funny that, you know, creators were kind of going back and forth because they've been a little bit more open about mm-hmm. their royalties uh recently yeah and uh they are like chump change dude somebody made like a dollar 15 the other day yeah. and i was like god i i feel bad for comic book writers it and it's yeah. crazy how we want to become a comic book writer <laughs> but yeah no i'm not trying to make it my life's work yeah. but i definitely want to do my little portion of it and then hopefully move on to movies yeah um but yeah no suicide squad looked amazing 
and um yeah i don't know man i'm just i'm super excited for that and i can't wait to see more i want some really high-res photos of harley though oh yeah because i would like to see more she but her suit they gave me the exact jim lee design even in the behind the scenes there's like three or four shots where Mm -hmm. you know that was a photo shoot yeah Uh, so i feel like we are going to be getting high res shots and of course james gunn loves that type of stuff because he's usually the one to debut that kind of stuff uh and he's very active on instagram so i think he will eventually start pouring those out within the next few months yeah and then we still don't really know who the villain is not from that um so that'll be very interesting we still have our theories of you know freaking um vandal Vandal savage Savage, but we'll see what happens it does look like it's gonna be like some kind of mission to go overthrow like a political figure or something like that so it kind of looks like dude somebody tried to say that keanu reeves would make a great vandal savage what yeah no did you see that uh keanu reeves did say that matrix and john wick i mean uh neo and john wick wouldn't fight each other they would work together because if if something happened with john wick's dog Neo would go back and rewrite the Matrix program to bring his dog back, and then they would fight together. <laughs> That's what he said. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I was like, "Fucking Keanu Reeves, bro! How can you not say you uh, can say the stupidest shit and it just works?" That's awesome. Um, but hey, man, he knows the lore. Uh, but anyways, yeah, Suicide Squad A one. But let's move on to the best. To the best trailer of the entire day. Possibly the best panel. This was the only panel where I had to grab paper and pen and write some stuff out. Because I know we were going to be doing this podcast, but it was so fucking interesting. I love everything Matt uh, Matt Reeves said. And he understands, like, where he is coming from for this film, which I love. But He did talk a lot. He did talk a lot, which is why I have three pages of notes. But... Like, it's, it's great. I loved everything he said. He confirmed uh, because a lot of us were saying, a lot of people were saying it. Uh, it was only speculation, but it is mm-hmm. confirmed. This movie will be in year two of the Batman's career. And yes. in this year two will be the origin of villains. So yes. there's no one really established as far as our classic comic book villains. Mm-hmm. So I think that was very, very interesting. He touched yeah. on the Gotham uh, show that he's going to be putting out on, on HBO Max. That yep. takes place in year one. That's fantastic. That is awesome because we talked about it you know, the day after, talking about how that would really work well with the silhouette Batman that they could play off of and not really mm-hmm. have to show him a whole lot. Um, yeah. Well, interesting thing that uh, just remind me, there's an article that came out today that I want to talk about revolving the bat suits. So, yes, yes. Yeah, it'll be very Well, that's my so. very next point of notes, the bat suit. Mm-hmm. He said that this is something that uh, Bruce made himself. He mm-hmm. uh, And this suit will evolve, which is something that we've always talked about, how, okay, we hope that this is basically broken and tattered by the end of the movie, which he yeah. will then eventually get the suit that we all know and love, whatever reiteration that is, which I yeah. really hope they don't reveal at all. 
Yeah, let's not get a Doomsday BVS trailer yes. incident. Yes, I, I, I need still... to see that in either in theaters or when it comes VOD. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, dude, it's, Batman will not be VOD, dude. I'm telling you. The only way that's happening is if, oh, like, man. Russia bombs us and we all have to live underground. That's the only Jesus. way this shit's happening, VOD. Um, like, that's the only thing. So, talking about suits, though, let's go ahead and I'm just going to knock this rumor out because this is interesting. A rumor from months ago has resurfaced because of this trailer. So, apparently, back on, I think this was Reddit, this is six months ago, um, somebody on Reddit was describing how they either worked on the, they had inside information about the Batman, mm-hmm. and they talked about the funeral scene. Which we saw in this movie. Yes. So we saw people talking about the, the cathedral back then. He talks about the funeral scene. In this same post, he talks about how he went on to say that there is a second bat suit used in the film. Because the first one, which I believe is the one we're currently looking at in the trailer, gets destroyed. So the what this person said, this is their quote, is... It's extremely similar to the Spider-Man shield suit from Far From Home movie last year. The material is very similar, being a sort of tactical padded fabric material. There's uh, there's way less straps and extra details on the bat suit compared to the Spider-Man suit, but the material looks very similar. It's gray with black gloves extending from the forearms and black boots. The symbol is no longer a metal lacking ears, a metal symbol lacking ears. It's more classic version of the symbol at, from the first fi- suit in the film so that's, we saw that already uh, confirmed yes kind of because the the symbol has ears now yes so we have that confirmed it says the cow is made of a higher quality material than the leather first cow the ears are a medium to long length and the mouth is op- the mouth opening is much smaller he is no long and he no longer has the collar i think he might have white eyes too and then he mentions that the utility belt is bronze gold faded color and it's more pouches than futuristic type belt like Nolan. So interesting that the funeral scene was confirmed from this guy's thing mm-hmm. and the the bat symbol having ears. Yeah. So that's confirmed there. They do say in this article, take it with a grain of salt, but I'd be down if this is inside information, we get a new bat suit and there's white nice. eyes. That was one thing that a lot of people had a criticism of of this is that we never saw the white eyes because there was a trailer. And, Mm -hmm. you know, before we get to the trailer breakdown or whatever, um, one of the biggest things that Matt confirmed was that uh, Gotham in itself is a character. Um, One of the biggest things that he said about other reiterations of Gotham, he talked about freaking Tim Burton's Gotham, how it was crazy looking and all that. And he talked about Chicago Gotham because that was a really mm-hmm. big thing with everybody else. You know, you can clearly watch a Nolan film and be like, oh, that's Chicago because I know that place and I know that place and I know that place. This yeah. place, of course, is in Liverpool. And mm-hmm. so not everybody is familiar with that. But not only that, he's going to CGI on top of that. So it's going to be yeah. unrecognizable. It will be Gotham. Like, we will not be able to recognize what this is, which I think is really, really cool. Uh, And some bigger points in the story is that 
these citizens do not know what to think of Batman yet. They are scared yeah. of him. Of course, this is year two. Um, they are still, you know, and he's still somewhat of a myth. He's still somewhat of a myth. He's a, you know, somewhat of a legend. And this is a part of the story that Matt said will also be a big part is that, you know, Bruce will be thinking about that throughout the film. Like what mm-hmm. he's going to be questioning. Okay. If I do this, what will Gotham think of me? Which yeah. I think is really, really cool. It really gets in the psyche of Batman of Bruce um, and, you know, really hammers home this in-depth look at the character of Bruce Wayne, which Matt mm-hmm. Reeves has been kind of telling us ever since the beginning. So yeah. I really, really dig that. Um, now, here I said, what did I say? Uh, uh, Pattinson has proven himself to be Pattinson, uh, has proven himself to be Batman. That's what uh, Matt Reeves has said. And mm-hmm. uh, Darwin Cook's ego is a really big inspiration, comic book-wise, for Matt yeah. to do this. Now, I will say, if you haven't read it, go do it right now. It's at the, it's on the DC Universe app, uh, you know, whoever is subscribed. But he also said Taxi Driver and Chinatown are inspirations for this movie as well. Yeah, I haven't seen those movies, but I've heard that forever. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so let's just dive into this trailer. Again, This I posted this rea- my reaction on my reaction channel immediately after this came out. It's probably my highest viewed video in a really long time because everybody's like, oh, my God, dude, same, same, bro, same. And uh, I my jaw was open a majority oh, yeah. of no, this. I, my, my jaw dropped immediately when you see Batman yeah. in the room with all the police officers. Because one of the coolest things here is I'm actually watching it now. You First, we both made the same comment. The music choice for this was awesome. Uh, it was Nirvana. Uh, it's legitimately the last song on their very last album. Um, yeah, so, it's fantastic. So really, really awesome. But when this is playing, you see Gordon walk into the room and you see all the FBI agents looking behind him. So they're looking yeah. at the camera from what angle you see. But you learn the reason why they're looking at you know, behind him is because fucking Batman is there. That's what got me like, oh, shit. Like, Batman isn't yeah. a guy that is, like, hiding in the shadows. He is, like, working with the police and with the FBI. Yeah. This is how you know this is going to be a legit detective noir story. Yeah. Yeah, it looks it looks interesting. And, um, yeah, the, the Batsuit looks way better in, in person than it does in the photos that we were having to somewhat look at. Yeah. Um, and, you know, this isn't a blurry-ass, like, red-hued video. Like, seeing it in person looks way better. Somebody Not actually person, did you know the I mean. red hue for the entire trailer. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen that. But, I mean, it looks fine the way it is. Like, the color palette for it is very, very great. Um, yeah, and then we, you know, they have a lot of extra footage. The The cool thing that we pointed out uh, or that we noticed in this trailer is they really focus on the raccoon eyes. Yes. Um, unlike we've seen in other Batman movies where the cow gets taken off and he's automatically got a clean face. Yeah. Uh, we always thought that's kind of weird. 
But uh, yeah, it looks like he's going to take this cow off and it's still going to be raccoon eyes, which is going to be well, nice. One of the biggest things, the biggest surprise that I hear from everybody is Matt mm-hmm. said with this footage, this is only 25% of the movie. This looks yeah. like a final fucking trailer. Yeah, it's insane. That's what I literally say it at the end of my video. I'm like, that's 25%? Yeah. <laughs> like, it was it was nuts. And everybody's like, yeah, dude, it's crazy. And, of course, where I lost my shit is when Selena Kyle starts propelling down into this building and starts breaking into what I'm assuming is a safe. She looked dude, awesome. Somebody has already tried to claim. They even added it. They, they, they responded to Matt Reeves with, mm-hmm. this is the worst reiteration of Catwoman ever. Oh, my God. Racist. Well, no, like... <laughs> And here's the thing. We've talked about it at work. Like, people will do whatever they can to be outside the social norm. And the really big thing out of DC was not the Snyder Cut. It was this trailer. Yeah. Everybody, like, even, even Snyder himself, he said that immediately after the Batman trailer, he texted Matt Reeves and said, dude, what the fuck was that? That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, of course, like I said, there's it's nobody should ever I I showed this example to Clay. Like people yeah, definitely want to be out of social norms. We could all agree that we need oxygen to live. Somebody would be like, I don't need it. That's that's how bad people are because they don't want to agree, they don't want to be in the the thing, uh just a group of everybody else. They wanna be the social outcast. So if everybody loves something, they're gonna hate it because everybody loves it. Yeah. And I think it's a stupid mindset to have. But at the same time, like some people tell you out there, you got to love your haters. So because your haters are still going to watch this movie so they can complain about it. Yeah. Um. So, you know, I think if and plus, if, ever, if everybody's talking about you somehow, they say not, you know, bad press is still good press or still press or yeah. whatever the fuck that saying is. Um, but this looked fucking great. We got to see a little bit of fighting between well, Selena well, and, and yeah, we saw Batman. we saw the fighting between them. We saw Batman inside of an interrogation room filled with GCPD and FBI, and Gordon yeah. having to hold Batman back. Like yeah. that within itself looked fucking crazy. And then we see the big moment I think that hit this fucking trailer. Mm-hmm. Which was, oh my god, this now it's not confirmed, of course, but Batman fucking just murders this dude on screen, yeah. And this is where legitimately every reaction that I've seen on YouTube just fucking goes nuts, yeah. Because I think that was probably gonna be one of the biggest criticisms we have about this movie because we talked about it a whole lot about okay, this mm-hmm. is gonna be a grounded movie. That means we're hopefully going like we thought we were going to get Nolan's fighting. Yeah. And Nolan's fighting was garbage. And 100 to see what happened here was absolutely amazing. Yeah. Batman fucks this guy up, (laughs) dude. 
And it well, it's not only that. Like it's there, and he's all like, "Bang, bang, bang!" Oh, is that your arm? Kachow! It's not your arm anymore. It's fucking butter. And then he fucking keeps beating this guy down. The guy goes out of the screen. And he's all like, "I was expecting Batman just to drop an elbow right there because he was beating this dude <laughs> to a fucking bloody pulp." And then everybody's scared as fuck, and they're like, "What are you or whatever?" Well, no, he he, like, he asked them. So this dude that he ends up beating up, he says. Mm-hmm. who are you or who do you think you are or something like that yeah and he like walks up to batman and then batman just fucks his well fucks his arm up beats his freaking skull in and then stares at him at the ground and says i'm vengeance yeah and not i'm batman see, and see that was the thing everybody was expecting i'm batman which yeah to be completely fair we've had enough of the i'm batman stuff like it's become yeah. a meme to be completely mm-hmm. honest. And so for Matt Reeves to choose the wording, I'm vengeance, dude, chills up my fucking spine. The yeah. bat voice was actually really good there. Yeah, surprisingly. Surprising. It wasn't um, like this gargled thing. It wasn't a voice animator. At least it didn't sound yeah. like it. It was awesome. I'm not wearing hockey pants. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you know, it's not it's not that. I will say there is this awesome scene where he's zip lining up a bunch of stairs. He does get shot. I don't know how I feel about his oh, or his whatever he does. His, like, oh. he, yeah, it's like this weird voice, and I don't know. I'll have to see because sometimes they'll take that kind of, and it's not even in that scene. They're just taking the audio from somewhere else. So yeah. we'll see what happens. But um, but yeah, this blew my fucking mind. Being the crazy Batman fan that I am, though, I've seen this trailer like three times max, dude. Just because I just I, I just am in all of it, and I just want to just remember it from memory. Like I don't want to just oversaturate myself with this trailer. Oh, see, no, see, I've I've watched this less than the Snyder Cut trailer, but I've I've watched it a handful of times, and yeah. for the fact that like I saw it, I immediately went to go see what my brother and stepdad thought of it. And then when mm-hmm. my wife got home, I was like, watch this. And she's like, yeah. is that Robert Pattinson? I was like, yes. Like, yeah. Oh my God. No, bitch, it's Pattinson. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Oh, it was so good. Like it, yeah. that, and I felt like DC, AT&T, Warner Max, you know, all of them knew exactly what they had. And mm-hmm. that is why they left it for last. Because that's oh, yeah. that's what ended DC Fandom. Now, of course, yeah. it all did the encore, so it immediately went back to the Wonder the Woman Wonder pal- panel. But they knew what they had. And yeah. it blew up. For that mm-hmm. entire day, DC Fandom had the top five hashtags. And as nice. of today, each trailer, each trailer mm-hmm. and behind the scenes photo uh video because of suicide squad each yeah. one including the video games have had more than 150 million views that's amazing my reaction to batman is currently at over 21,000 views which to just put that in perspective my reaction channel averages about a thousand views a video if i'm lucky that is so to get 21,000 off of that is amazing um so definitely go watch it if you haven't. If you wanted to see me freak out, um, and subscribe if you're not. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So the craziest thing though, 
the craziest thing out of this whole trailer, not the beating up, not the how it oh, looks yeah. awesome, <laughs> was that we didn't know Colin Farrell was in this fucking movie. I should say in the trailer. We knew he was in the movie, but we were like, oh, man, when are they going to show fucking Colin Farrell as Penguin? They were like, they did. And we're like, no, they didn't. Dude, and we had to go back and look. They fucking transformed him. You see, yeah, him, that is not Colin there's Farrell. two quick shots. There's one where you see a like a straight off, you know, look into his face, and then yeah. you see him again inside of a vehicle. And yeah. uh, there was even I don't know if I sent it to you or if I saw it in Discord, but there was this photo of a conversation on Twitter, or I think it was on Instagram. Instagram. It was on Instagram yeah. where where the uh, the prosthetics oh. company. Like, we're like, oh, yeah, if you didn't see him, this is how he looked like. And some guy was like, well, how do you know he's in the movie? Or how do you know he's in there? And it, they were like, we just told you. Like, we yeah. made it. Dude, it is insane. Yeah. It does not look anything like Colin Farrell. And it's it's like, um, was it Charlize Theron that changed, yes. that transformed in Monster? Like, it's that level of, like, you would not know that is that yeah. person. Um. Yeah, it blew my mind. Because, one, there was a leaked photo that we talked about on this podcast that we said take it with a grain of salt. Because oh, with the white I hair. Said, yeah, with the white hair, and it looked like he was on a cane. Everybody thought he was, like, the Gotham version of Penguin. Yeah. But I was like, he's not even filming yet because he was just with Ellen yesterday. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure I said that on the podcast. But that confirms like that photo was just some random ass dude it could have been colin farrell yeah. he just wasn't in his makeup and also um, i did want to say this um it was by the time the titans stuff panel was going out i had told mm-hmm. you that people were leaking stuff all around dc fandom and yeah. wb had to officially release some of these stills from the batman trailer because mm-hmm. they were being leaked out and yeah. that sucks. Like, at this point, whenever there is a DC fandom, because I hope, I pray that there is going to be an annual DC fandom from here on out. Mm-hmm. The month of DC fandom, nobody gets shit. No one. Yeah. Everybody mm-hmm. has to co- cover it via the virtual experience. And that's how you do it. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I, if I was DC and AT and T, I wouldn't give this out to people. And I understand there is like this weird idea in Hollywood that if if movies are not given out to be reviewed, it means they're bad. And I think you should break that cycle well, I, by making good movies and not giving it to anybody. I think the cycle has already been broken. It's just the fact that like, because one thing that I've very much noticed, critics will shit all over streaming movies. And the Mm -hmm. reason why is because streaming movies do not need critics to sell their product. Yeah. So they have, oh, well, if you don't need me, then fuck your movie. Yeah. And I think think AT&T needs to think of it in that way. Mm -hmm. So that way, stuff like this doesn't get leaked out. And DC fandom is a niche market. Now, there's yeah. a lot of general audience that jumps onto Batman, jumps mm-hmm. onto Superman, definitely Wonder Woman nowadays. But this was definitely something 
for DC fans. Yeah, for sure. It was it was a success. Yeah. Like it was better than I granted This was the like in between stuff was kinda cheesy, like the they, you know, they, the graphics yeah, and stuff they, like that. They definitely had to kill time mm-hmm. between panels, which okay, I feel like they will learn from that. They will improve on that. But yeah. I will say this. This was ten times better than Comic Con at home. Because mm-hmm. Comic Con at home, they were just like, "Hey, we're gonna do a Zoom call, and you can fast forward, rewind, do whatever you want with it, because we're just gonna put it on YouTube, and then yeah. you know that's that." I saw so many people say, "Marvel, where are you at? What are you yeah. doing?" Mm-hmm. Because they've all said Marvel and Disney have said that they have trailers for Black Widow, they have trailers for Winter Soldier, and the Falcon, they have trailers yeah. for scarlet witch and the vision but they're not doing anything mm-hmm. and i genuinely think that with this i think marvel will be do- doing something for it now i know you're not the biggest marvel fan i Mm-mm. still dabble with marvel i would love to see it and i think even comic-con will learn from dc fandom yeah it, see what's going to be interesting now is did dc just fucking like Pull a Sony and fuck Comic-Con and being like, we don't need you anymore. Oh, I 100% because they were already going to do that. Remember? Because they were mm-hmm. going to go to the Brazil. Yeah. Comic-Con. yeah. But they were still going to have stuff at Comic-Con, though. Oh, yeah. But I think they were going to blow their load of DC movies content over mm-hmm. at Brazil. Yeah. I think now, knowing that every single trailer can hit 150 million views as well as Mm -hmm. hold like 22 million people watching a live stream for up to eight hours yeah i i definitely think yeah this is for sure a selling point every year yeah they should really work with advertisers how much do you think jake from state farm paid to be there because there ain't no way they just gave state farm free promo Oh no! Ain't no, no I think I think State Farm did it. Like, yeah, and, well, obviously, well, Jake you, don't got that. Well, kind you of money. said Jake from State Farm, so well, yeah, because he was there. <laughs> They're all Jake from State <laughs> Farm, apparently. Noticed, in that if universe, if you noticed, even uh, what's her name? Uh, Vanessa, Vanessa, the the tennis player. Uh, oh, Venus Williams. Venus, sorry, Vanessa Williams. Yeah, sorry. Ven- I think it was Venus. Venus, yeah, yeah. Venus. Um, mm-hmm. and there are some other. St- other celebrities that were just randomly yeah. there no but like like jake from state farm is a company oh, character yeah he definitely had like like his dialogue was very much like a commercial yeah for them and so yeah i i think they paid a lot now i hope that doesn't get too crazy with that you know in the coming years mm-hmm. um but it was funny it was it was really funny the way he kind of just like oh i'm gonna pop in here and ask this question and everybody yeah. immediately knew, like, oh, dude, that's Jake from State Farm. But mm, uh, not my Jake from State Farm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh god! Um, but you know, I, I think that they could definitely use an upgrade, like you said, with uh, with advertisers or just working with the whole thing with like the in between stuff. Now, even once COVID is over, I think they still do it like this. 
but mm-hmm. uh you know this time around they can work in a giant room with green screen so that way they can interact with each other better because yeah. i think matt reeves and uh who was the host i forgot her name aisha tyler, aisha tyler. i think they were talking to each other but in the mm-hmm. sense of like okay she's in her own house of course with a green screen talking at a wall and matt mm-hmm. reeves is hearing the audio faced in a different direction talking to her it they played it very well mm-hmm. even i think they did that live not like live live but like they talked to each other yeah i think they talked because that was really smooth. i think they talked to each other i don't think that it was like snyder's at all mm-hmm. um i think they talked to each other live and then they just placed it into the whole uh yeah dome thing i think that you do that from now on mm-hmm. um because even things like were like the shazoom call it was a generic mm-hmm. Zoom call, but it was hilarious. Like they, yeah, they really played. <laughs> they really played Insane. along with like what they had, and so yeah. I think you can definitely make it work. Yeah, you could definitely do more skit stuff if people could be in person, mm-hmm. and I think those things would be a lot more entertaining if they weren't Zoom calls because you had everybody's inter- internet connections kind of lagging at some points, like very slightly, yeah. and it's annoying. Yeah. But if they were all in a big panel or in a big room, and like maybe you just have like fun stuff happening with them. Maybe they play like actual like if you if they were playing games that you see like on like the fucking Tonight Show and shit, like to pass time. Yeah, that would be cool. Or like trivia stuff where they like, well, yeah, like even gets... even you know because CW would have these small little things with like the Arrowverse characters when Arkham Knight yeah. first came out, where they would mm-hmm. be playing the Arkham Knight game while they're talking to each other same thing for like injustice when injustice came out they would be interviewing each other while playing injustice you know yeah. small things like that just getting them interacting with and doing something we see something visual things like that now mm-hmm. if they decide to play werewolf again holy shit that took that forever. was annoying now yeah. i told you i didn't i didn't get to show you at work but werewolf mm-hmm. by night is is or or one night werewolf or whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it um it's actually a fun party game it legitimately is but the way like to watch it yeah. looks so boring mm-hmm. and i actually had to like mute my stream lower yours and i just like went through twitter the entire yeah. time it was so boring that part was really boring, but you know, it, it there was some lulls for sure. Like the Jim Lee stuff. Like I love Jim Lee, but I didn't care about seeing him critique somebody else's stuff. You know, yeah. Like I didn't care about some of that, but you know what? For the most part, I'll still give this nine point five out of ten for this event. Yeah, and because also it was don't forget, they may have been. You know, there may have been other stuff that they wanted to put in Hall H that they didn't have yeah. time to. Well, we still have September twelfth to do all that stuff yeah so yeah to be are you off still or no i believe i am you are yep okay because i know we switched we switched our schedules so um but yeah, so if yeah I'm i don't know it'll be really exciting now to see um i am um, off this day and this day and then this day yeah. and this day but anyways uh so we should still see some stuff happening with the hbo max we didn't get a lot of stuff said about that so we didn't hear about green lanterns we didn't hear about justice dark we didn't hear about any of that stuff so the 12th will actually be interesting as well maybe definitely not as interesting as this one but you'll still have some things coming out hopefully 
Um, and, you know, we'll see where that goes. Uh, but this has already been a beefy podcast. Um, <laughs> so if you got any final thoughts on it, Clay, no, get I'm, them out I, now. I mean, final thoughts is fandom was awesome. Three Jokers was great. Um, we had other books that we wanted to talk about, but because everything that we were going to talk about was just going to take this long, we decided not yeah. to talk about it. We might talk about it next next week. But uh, DC needs to be annual. That's all I got to say. Yeah. DC Fandom was a hit. Uh, it was way better than I thought. It. I think they could definitely learn from this. And I hope, you know, as much as I love Comic-Con, I hope DC still has a booth there, still has a presence and maybe they drop something at Comic-Con just to, you know, be in Hall H. Um, but I would love to see Fandom every year. Um, I think it would be fantastic. Or if they wanted D23 it and do it every other year, I'd be fine with that too. Yeah. Um, but uh, for the most part, I think DC Fandom would be something really awesome to have every year. Um, and I thought it was great. Uh, it looks like we're going to have a lot of stuff to talk about going forward because um, believe the Batman starts filming next week or the week after. Yep. So that's going to be back in production. Hopefully we'll get some stills from that. But hopefully it won't be anything that spoils anything. Yeah. So we'll see what happens there. I'm pretty sure Suicide Squad's getting ready to drop a trailer at some point later this year. So we'll, you know, we'll see what happens there. And then, of course, comic books, comic books, comic books. We'll always have that. But that's going to be it, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to go ahead and end this. We appreciate it if you've lasted this long hearing this whole podcast. This is, like I said, it's a big, beefy podcast, but we knew it was going to be. But uh, we're just going to go ahead and end it there. As always... He is Fanboy Clay. I am Juice Wayne. And remember, Batman is awesome. Batman!